Welcome back, Mixtapers. What's up, Leo? What's up, Jeff? How you doing? Hey, we can't leave out our guests. No, no, we cannot. We've got uh, my good friend, Steven Sasser. Yes. Welcome, Steve. Steven hey. or Steve? Uh, I don't care. I've been called worse. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Probably by me. <laughs> That's very true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Fact. I, had a, I had a new one on. I wanted to try it out for that one. <sighs> Say something funny again? <laughs> no. There we go. I put oh, it on. You got yeah. the rim job. We are, oh, we are an official. Sorry, rim shot. We're an official podcast now. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! So Stephen, man, so what's up, bro? I just met you. We've been freaking talking off the podcast, and I was just like, we got to get this going because we're talking about all of our stuff. We're gonna talk about on the uh, on the fucking podcast. So, um, what's up, man? You you are a former teacher. I well, we're supposed to say that. I, shit. I got two. I got two more paychecks coming. So okay. I'm okay with that. So soon to be. Right on. So technically, I'm in that unemployed, employed sort of gray area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, good place to be. But uh, but yeah, definitely need to, need some time away from uh, away from a classroom for a little bit. Like, are are you afraid in this climate that you might not find something that pays as well as a teacher? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know that that fear really isn't there. Uh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I can go outside and polish some rocks and make yeah. about as much money as most teachers. Dude, Leo do. like stands up and talks into a microphone. He, I think correct. He gets free drinks. Correct. Uh, I was, was it free? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I was, no, sometimes. Only when someone throws their drink at you. Yes. Yeah. So, so I was just yeah. in California. That happens actually. more time than not. So. <laughs> oh no, that's. Uh, I was actually speaking on that. I was just in California visiting mm-hmm. my sister and. Uh, was thinking about because right now I'm thinking about what do I want to live and what do I want to be. Mm-hmm. And California San, sounds like a great idea. It, it really, it really, <laughs> really kind of is until you realize that there's there's some future fatal flaws. So I'm not ruling out the question in the in the in the short term, but just you look at it and go, you get paid to do what? And they're just they're living so fast and making so much money and paying so much money that they they're just taking like, can somebody breathe for me? Mm-hmm. Tap tap tap, and they're just paying for it that way. And damn. Like there, that would that would be like the capital of heart attacks. In is that because like it's years. all like smoky there because of the fires and they can't breathe the air? So they have <laughs> possibly shortage of oxygen to the brain might have done something. I'll pay you to ruin your lungs. <laughs> but but they just they just pay for pay for everything out there, and so you could really yeah. get. I don't really fear losing a teaching job here because I could always go there. Mm-hmm. And and literally do anything that somebody asked me to do. Yeah, dude. And fucking, they would pay me, and I'd make like forty grand a year. Fucking Postmates, dude. You seen that shit? This is it's a fucking like app. I keep seeing ads for it on fucking Snapchat. Uh, but like, it's, it's like I don't it's, have Snapchat it's either. Like, it's like fucking Uber for anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you you pay someone to fucking go to the store and yes. buy you something and bring it to you, and then you fucking pay them. It, it either it's means paying someone for fucking dude the ultimate in being lazy. So, so this is where I, this is <laughs> bro. Where I'm this is the, the, no, I can't say you it. missed that I million can't, dollar idea, dude. No, do you know what everybody's doing? They're not oh. fucking calling to go. Could you pick me there's up? This two I'm like, there's <laughs> fucking code they, no, that's but, going on out on this internet, and somebody is delivering some fucking treats to your yeah. house. Ah, didn't oh fuck, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> oh, that's that's uh, where's that breaking news beat, son? That's absolutely <laughs> happening. Yes. What's happening? This just, this just this, in. This just in. The criminals are getting smarter. <laughs> They're using technology against us. <laughs> That's why I was like, dude, when I saw that tariff uh, on China that Trump instituted, where it's mm. going to be a twenty-five percent tax on video game Oh, dude, consoles, I posted that. You did, yeah. And I was like, dude, I said you've pissed off the nerds. I was like, son, you're you pissed off the people who can hack into shit. I'm like, they're fucking coming for you, son. <laughs> There's going to be so many memes made and posted. <laughs> 
Well, it's an, it's an interesting <laughs> talk. Like you want to you want to dive in educationally. It, it's people understanding their Fourth Amendment. That's a hundred percent what it is, and it's literally broadcasting out that either you're doing one of two things: either you hate society so much mm-hmm. that you don't want to go out and, and talk to anybody or deal with anybody, no, fucking armchair just, politicians, and you man, want it like at me. your door now because you just don't want to deal with that world. No, or you're doing something inside that's your house pay for that's their protected by the Fourth Amendment. <laughs> Like, that's one of the two. And so as people broadcast those things out, now you have records of the fact that you didn't leave your home. Is that enough for somebody to attempt to prosecute you because they had knowledge that you might have a pattern of not doing things that are, that are normal and going out in public? You're ordering Postmates. Those guys are doing drugs, you see, guaranteed. They're that, really drunk or doing drugs. That's one alternate perspective. I am of the mindset of the episode, let's say, the one of the episode of Black Mirror, where in the future they can basically uh, see what someone else has seen and they could solve murders that way. And they used the fucking hamster to find out that that lady killed the one lady. And it was an episode of uh, Black Mirror. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. I don't that. think I saw that one, but I uh, wasn't that Minority Report, like see, right? <laughs> that was they could see before it happened. So that's the next step. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's on the way. They're already fucking doing it. <laughs> see, but that's a very analog way to go about it with fucking apps and shit. It's probably just in its beta phase. Well, that's know? I guess that that's what's scary about about that style of economy too. Like, you know, you can we've lit- we've literally come to the consensus where it's almost it is kind of great because they're like, yeah, we really don't care what you do. Here's money. They just throw it out, you know, like keep living. But there's also people who are unable to do that themselves, you know. And how mm-hmm. how else would some people might not have something like fuck? I you know I broke my leg, I can't do anything, and I don't have anyone here in town. Oh shit, I can just fucking postmate food so I don't die. Well, see, or, you know. Well, I, I almost had that idea to where we even talked about that about uh, entertainment, where you just literally are sitting at your house going, I really can't go anywhere, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, from the other perspective of it too, like. Oh, my mom's got MS and going in public is awful. And they just don't go out to do the things that they love to do anymore as they get older or get sick. You know, or, you know, my, my cousin's got cancer, but, you know, we really had, we had tickets to a concert. Why can't you order entertainment to show up at your door and be like, hi, I'm Leo the Comedian. No, I'm dude, here to make you laugh. Let's take that a step further. Why couldn't we fucking go and do a podcast at somebody's house and have them be the fucking guest? And just so, talk about shit. Dude, that would be fucking cool. That would be cool, right? That would be pretty brilliant. That's oh, a yeah. fucking great million dollar idea. And you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, so don't be trying to steal. <laughs> don't, don't be trying to steal our intellectual property, okay? <laughs> That's what it was. Stop it, Leo. Stop knowing your constitution. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my bad. Do whatever you want, okay? <laughs> yeah. Shit, so, so we, were, we were running down the uh, topics um, uh, before the show. And... Uh, let, let's just, I mean... Let's dive right in. Let's dive in. Okay, so, like, I watched the trailer for, uh, it was called uh, Death Stranding. Uh, okay. Uh, it's by um, uh, Hideo Kojima. He's the one that's made all of the previous Metal Gear games. He's okay. done them since, like, the Nintendo Metal Gear. Um, and he um, finally, like, broke from whatever contract Konami had with him for Metal Gear. So then they started making Metal Gear without him, and people were kind of like, oh... It's not the same, and they were like, it's not like the last one that Hideo Kojima did. Uh, anyways, Hideo Kojima was supposed to make the next Silent Hill game. They even released that demo on, on the PS4 like a year or two or three ago, and it was, uh, it was kind of like a survival horror game, and it was called Silent Hills with an S, and it, it had Norman Reedus was like the facial recognition, and uh, Hideo Kojima was like going to make it, and they were like, holy shit, it's going to be great. And then that fucking fell through, or I don't even know if he was involved in at that point. But anyways, 
Fast forward now, many years later, that game is called Death Stranding. They just released the trailer for it, and I watched it, and it fucking looks amazing. The game looks fucking amazing. It, uh, and um, it's a game where I guess you don't die. You kind of go into, like, a negative world, and you try to find your way back to, to the living world. And you're carrying around this, like, backpack that has, like, a baby that's being incubated, and it's, like... The, I don't. It's futuristic, so I'm sure it has something to do with the survival of mankind. That's what I assume. Um, but it it's looks like, fucking amazing. And the thing is, is I feel like this is kind of like Hideo Kojima's life work. And it's kind of like how, uh, probably like what uh, when James Cameron wanted to make Avatar, but the technology wasn't there yet. So he waited. Like there's articles in the 90s of him talking about the movie Avatar and also saying the technology is not there to make the movie for the way I have it envisioned. And I feel like this is kind of the equivalent of video game form of that. And I think it's going to be like a huge fucking game when it comes out. It actually comes out this year. So there was rumors online that they were going to release it for the PS5, but it's actually going to be released on the PS4. So we'll oh, get it at sweet. the end of the year. So I don't know. It was, just, it was huge in the gaming community. Um, and so I caught wind of it, checked it out, and it actually looks pretty fucking amazing. If you have, you know, I mean, I'll post it on the Facebook, uh, like I always do when I say I'll post something on the, and forget about it. But I um, do the same <laughs> thing, bro. But um, I'll, I'll, tr I'll, I'll try to remember to post that up, and then um, I'll definitely want to check amazing. it out, though. It's it amazing. sounds interesting. It sounds like a game that I'd be definitely down to play. It's, I don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, you like the uh, you like uh, Assassin's Creed, and there's a lot yeah. of like explore. It, it it kind of reminded me more of like a like a what was the game fucking uh, Dead Space uh, or or like um, I know the box Dead mm -hmm. Space but I don't think I ever played it yeah kind of like a like maybe like a Fallout type of game oh. it looked very Fallout-esque like post-apocalyptic futuristic oh. so yeah kind of cool interesting I don't know I'll that check was, that out yeah. I'm like when you were when you brought up Avatar real quick like mm -hmm. so is, do you think that's why like because the second Avatar was supposed to come out in, like, 2017, and then mm -hmm. it was supposed to come out this year, and now I think it might be 2020, but maybe 2021. Mm -hmm. Like, so is James Cameron following that same model of, like, wait a minute, I thought this was going to look cooler, but I, I knew another couple of years technology. there's this new tech that's really going to get there, so I'll just kind of keep pushing it back, you know? Yeah. Because it's one thing if, like, you were just doing one sequel, but he wants to make, like, fucking six of them. And I'm like, bro, you can't, you, you can't take 20 years or whatever it's been in between fucking movies mm -hmm. and then be like, oh, well, they're going to be good. No, dude. Like, it's. What know, about Star Wars? What about it? It came back several years after right. with but then, more. But then it kept the ball rolling. It did just so like, much backlash too about like even bringing it back. It's like, well, if you were going to do this, we wanted to know this. They wanted to know the end of this story back in 1987. Come on. Yeah. Like we hadn't even gotten there yet. You yeah. made us wait it's, this it's, long. It's the classic. I waited too long to release a sequel. Dumb and dumber. It's like, yeah, uh, you know, stuff like it's that. Like, but it's like when you like, but in I, a lot of book donations, there's always broken books, mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes like it real poor, really poor schools, uh, they'll have these bins and a lot of them will be on, Ripped. And I've actually had the experience of having a kid who found one of those books and literally gets to about three quarters of the way through it and they just stop. Mm -hmm. And it's like, until I have enough money to go out and find this book and find out how it ends, I have just been George Lucas. And that those kids, like the that, kid did that? Yeah, well, they picked up a book out of the free bend. And, and it, they didn't realize that it was. And they didn't the realize end. that it was missing a whole back section oh, of the no book. Oh, no shit. 
And so you when you when they How do you not realize that? The disgust like, of that oh, child. Well, Holy cow. Was Dude, he pissed? Oh, he was raging. How long Absolutely. did it take him to read that? Uh, he was uh let's see, so he would have been a sixth grader. Oh yeah. And, I've been pissed in sixth grade. I remember yeah. I read uh The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. Right, so, so imagine C.S. Lewis just being like, ha ha, yeah. at the end, <laughs> uh-huh. and then waiting until you're an adult to figure out how something that was transformational actually finishes. Wow. What a I think, crazy it, was, I think it was actually a brilliant idea. <laughs> like, Maybe because, it was a social like, look, experiment dude, on myself. I, I love the original Star Wars. Like, right. It's what I grew up on, okay? Mm-hmm. But since they've made all the new ones, mm-hmm. like to watch how hokey the old mm-hmm. ones looked... It doesn't make me like them any less, but mm. I'm just kind of like, you know what well, I mean? It's I, hard I, to watch by today's standards. Yeah. But that's, but that's like, the you, populist's problem with looking at artists. They look at George Lucas as somebody who delivered the story of their life, and he's like, yeah, 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 that's cool, but check out these special effects. Yeah, but because so that so was that the would cutting make, edge of the time. That would make the movie is not timeless then, but maybe the book could be because the book right. is just your imagination. So mm-hmm. it's whatever graphic. And Maybe your graphics in your head improve. Well, that's why. Yeah. That's why I actually suggest watching the movie than reading the book. That way, you're not. You think it's better that way? Oh yeah. I mean, how many people have you run into is like, oh, yeah, the movie's okay, but you should read the book. Everybody uh, says that and does that all the time. I know. Well, I, don't, then, I don't fucking read. Well, then, you know, Captain <laughs> Captain Genius, how about you do this? Watch the movie. Go read the book. You know, you're I, not wa- I wanted to do that with Ready Player One, and I got as far as getting the book. Well, this is this. It's I'm simple, halfway there. It's simple educational pedagogy, though. Oh. You don't a prayer. <laughs> you don't ask the kid to spell the word before you show him the letter A in kindergarten. Uh-huh. You show him a letter A and you go, "This is an A. That's an A. That's an A. That's an A. Mm-hmm. And this is a B. This is B. This is B. This is B. You, but you wouldn't walk up to him and be like, "Draw an A on your Hold paper." On. A, you and can't then do that. B. You said B. And then B. And what's next? Uh, but that's not how you teach. That's not know. how you teach kids how okay, to read. Yeah. Now, you well, have to show well, first. I, there, you know, and there's different schools of thought on that. Like they say that uh, if you're just integrated in a foreign language, you'll learn it way faster. Mm-hmm. But if you try to read a book and learn it, it's going to probably take you longer. Correct. It will, and, and that's. But you didn't know that language. Uh, you, well, your L one, your L ones, or your native languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's more or less focused. That they operate in different parts of the brain. Uh-huh. And so it depends on how much of that language has pigeoned into a new language that, mm-hmm. well, because you, you can speak. relate things right. and go off of that. Like you have to go off something. And I think even at that point, like human interaction is like the base that you would need for that. Because if you just two people met that completely spoke a different language and that's all they and they were the last two people in the world, they would figure out a way to communicate because. They mm-hmm. are. They can fucking uh, interact. Well, out of necessity. That's, that's enemy mine. Yeah. I mean, Don, go Donald Glover's Dude, dad. Dude, that fucking. Like, <laughs> that's. You know, dad. we're tackling race relations, and what if it's two dudes left at the end of the earth, and you have no other options? How are you going to figure this one out? Donald like, Glover. I heard that at first he did go by Don, but then when they wrote his name out. Hmm. Uh, I so don't he, know. Don Glover. <laughs> <laughs> and so he had to change it to Donald. Like his his. Oh, so <laughs> this, so is this a, did I make that up? Oh, no. I think so. But, <laughs> but that's hilarious. I so think it's funny. I, I, either way. I, I thought that was a thing. It might be. A, well, I've got a nephew named Jackson, and I, uh-huh. and, and like I, I see that as completely true. Jackson, because what is... his name is Jackson, and uh-huh. his last name is Sasser, and I was like, Jackson, I really like that name. You better call him Jackson for the rest of his life. You better get him used to hearing Jackson. Do not call him Jack. As a small child, do not call him Jack. And he's going as Jack. Jack Sasser. 
Jackassasser. <laughs> <laughs> Jackassasser. The kid will be called Jackassasser for the next 20 uh, years. Oh, yeah. Okay. That will happen. Do you, do you think that'll still happen even after he graduates school and stuff? Oh, yeah, I'm still it's called still... crotch by a whole, whole group of people whoa, for some whoa, random whoa. story. Oh. Like crotch. Middle school names stick. All right, we got to hear the story. <laughs> so I'm going to play some music because it sounds like it's going to be sad. I need to know about this name. Okay, okay, anyway, so I can tell that your head exploded on that one, so. So, <laughs> let me tell you a little story about middle school trauma. Oh, yeah, dude, I love it, and, dude. you know, you, you think back to the I good old days of this. when all you did was play basketball, and that's all you did. And yeah. You got to go to a basketball camp, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was great. But you were from a small town, and you were the only person there, and everybody else was in huge groups from other schools. And they were very cliquish because they're 13. And so, hi, I'm new kid who's at this camp because my dad knows some coaches and they got me in. I know my coach isn't here. I'm your little orphan basketball player. <laughs> and so, mm, the, so the only <laughs> other person that I knew that was there was this kid named Fletcher Og that went to Grand Canyon High School, which had 99 kids in it. Mm-hmm. And oh, I was shit. like, how'd you know Fletcher Og? Um, I knew him from a friend of mine who, was, who I went to high school with who used to live up in the Grand Canyon and uh-huh. who knew him. They all played soccer together. But did you ever meet him before this? Uh, no, I'd heard about him. So oh. I knew a lot about him because my friend Dusty grew up with him. They used to tell me some crazy stories about things they do to tourists at the Grand Canyon. It's a different day. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> uh, but so I end up gravitating towards one of the only small school kids that's there because that guy's relatable to me. But he doesn't know anyone else either. Right, and uh-huh. he's three years older than I am, so he's been doing this longer. So what he realizes is that, yep, this is my new small-town kid who's the only one here, and we're going to be friends all week. But he was kind of a sadistic senior in that mentality because he was literally getting people that were my age and in my bracket, because he was like three years older, to just start dogging and belittling on me. And he was just like orchestrating this whole, like, ha, 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 let's make fun of Steven, ah. And it's like, you have to be my friend, and I'm going to make it horrible. But we're all going to laugh about it when we're old. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and he, like, orchestrates this huge group of people to start just lo- following me and looking at me. And just, they were making, you know, 13-year-old comments like you do. And I was always in front, front for the lunch line. Go figure. Uh, but I was always in the front, and they were always in the back. And there was just enough kids. So at the top of this hill, so this is the, the dumbest reason to give someone a nickname, I was always in between the crotch of a tree whenever they were looking for me. <laughs> and so this, this is where the story begins, though. Oh, okay. So he, so he nicknames me Crotch, and so all these kids from basketball camp start calling me Crotch. And I know I have one of the coolest last names in the world. Hey, Sasser, get over here. Like, it's easy. It's on a court. It's, it's, it's quick. No. Now everybody's going, Crotch, bam, <laughs> shooting basketballs in my face. And I'm just like, oh, dude. Balls so, to your face. Yeah. yeah. So this gets so this gets <laughs> There's brutal. a ball in your crotch. So so that that camp actually like, fuck you. Uh, what I went to uh, a lot of years in a row was uh, was very, very fundamental and in, in, in teaching me the actual fundamentals of basketball and I was working with some great coaches. And so I loved going there. And it was fantastic because I knew some people. So the longer you went. But I thought it was gonna end there. It's like summer camp has that beginning and that end, and it's like what happens at summer camp stays at summer camp and goes into your therapist bin later on. Yeah. Like, yeah so I was gonna oh, yeah. I was like well, that had to yeah. be in there. mine overfilled. And, <laughs> and so Please, we this, played this, them, this inbox is full. <laughs> we we played them twice a year. 
And he graduates, and the following year, there are people in the stands for the second year in a row going, crotch, crotch, crotch. He had his entire school. Basic, basically, he created a fan base to, to just hate on me the entire time. No matter if I was in the game, not. It was awful. It God was absolutely damn. awful. But it was that experience that made me realize, I was like, this guy is courting me as a future competitor so that he can rally his people against somebody to get his fans involved because there's nothing to do in the Grand Canyon and no one wants to go watch high school basketball with a bunch of kids. There's like 50 boys in the school. There's no way anybody wants to go and get that talent level. I mean, well, what an interesting perspective. Because <laughs> that's how you took it. You're like, oh, this guy completely. was such a fucking loser that this is all he fucking had. And it was fucking me. But at the same time, no, because Fletcher was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he was? He was oh, cool. he was great. He was a cool dude. That was uh, it. He maybe, was he, cool. maybe he didn't even mean it in a bad way. Right. He could have just been being 13. Like, yeah. that's, that's. Boy, he was three years older than you, so he was 16. Right, so so 16. fuck that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to have who's, that mindset. Who's the asshole, right? I probably yeah. did. <laughs> that goes uh, into who's the asshole. Oh, yeah, we definitely we get, have some of those. Yeah, we got some of those <laughs> lined up for sure. Um, do you want to you kick into those right now? Sure. Fucking am I the asshole? All right, so I, I came up with a theme song, too, and it's going to be when we, when we do this segment. Uh, this is going to be the little intro, and uh, this is the first time you're hearing it Debut. on the podcast right here. You haven't even heard it yet. I, no. I edited excellent. this shit last night. It took me like fucking 30 minutes, dude. Here we go. You ready? All right. Am I the asshole? Would I be the asshole? Am I the asshole? Would I be the asshole? Am I the asshole? Am I the asshole? Am I the asshole? Yeah, so that's our intro. Nice! <laughs> Most uh, excellent. Yeah, I, 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 I fucking <laughs> played the music on the keyboard and everything. I like the pensive one in the background. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay, um, I I printed up a bunch. I, okay. I don't know because I was like having to be doing shit on my phone. So <coughs> I printed right. up a couple. So um, I read through a couple. Am I the asshole? Posts on Reddit. Um, and um, your server. So I got the one that uh, the title of it is. Am I the asshole for requesting a tip before service? Now here's what we can do. So I have this the whole like you know story printed out as well, and I'll read it. But we can talk before. And just, you know, before we have any sort of insight into it and decide. So, okay, so let's say, uh, am I an asshole for requesting a tip before service? So that'd be like you being bartender or server, you know, going like before you serve the table, hey, I want you to tip me up front. Would you be an asshole if you asked that, basically? Okay, now where I was going with that is Mm. as a server or a bartender, if I did that, yes, I would be an asshole. Uh, However, If that is a... Um, the manager? No, 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 no. No. If that... Because it says like they should tip me before service. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's a stripper, uh-huh. maybe. And I'm like, because oh, okay. maybe she's gotten stiffed a couple of times with dances, which does happen. As uh-huh. a bou- like, I bounced. I had to fucking throw people out because they didn't have the money to pay the, the dancers. Oh, they got the dance first? Well, that's... Yeah. Do you get punched? Or, like, did you have to punch <laughs> each guy before you kicked him out? Or in, did you... in the state of Arizona, I'm not allowed to physically punch anyone. Did you? Okay, I picture like you guys literally picked a guy up, like two guys, and you like w- with two hands, one on his shoulder, one on his leg, and like winded back and threw him, and he landed face down on the cement out front. We uh, did that happen? We uh, <laughs> we uh, jazz 
from uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, we yeah. fucking threw him out like that, like <laughs> flying out the door, elbow like, out. Yeah. Ah, yeah, exactly. See, uh, this uh, this perspective on, on that idea too is like that's what I'm saying. Like, so okay. this person might not be an asshole. So you don't or, even have context whether it's at a restaurant or, or or if it was like you know maybe it was a you know a rub and tug shack and mm-hmm. she's like I needed that oh, tip yeah, before yeah. I'm fucking gonna do nothing, that something, son. Before I touch that tip. Right, exactly. So. Okay. so what do you got, Chris? Oh no, no, that that one's loaded. There's like three. There's three different topics at Steven, least that can be Chris. into that. I've been, like I said, I've been called worse. Um, at least I didn't call you. So I think it was like in between the two. Anyways. So let's think about the degree of service that goes with it too. Like I think you should tip your pilot. Mm-hmm. Really? Like, yeah, do I think, think you should be tipped before should... service and walk up and be like, "Get me there sober and get me there safe." Do you I, think that you should clap after the plane lands? Yeah, well, that's. <laughs> No, it depends you're on, the asshole. It depends on it depends on how many airplane shooters the captains had. Yeah. Like you know, sometimes you like need I to be like, that gunfire. Hi. Okay, yeah, all right, clap, clap. Right, you know, sometimes you need to get their attention as you're saying it because they they've had a few too many airplane shooters, and like that that's something that just kind of probably goes under the radar a lot. Airplane shooters? He's talking about like the pilots shots. being drunk, like. Oh. Oh, shooters. Yeah, doing shooters, little, yeah. little, little yeah. booze and have you, <laughs> sipping back on grandma's so, old cough medicine. So like when it comes to things like safety or, or you know, valuables, it's like that tip is no longer a tip. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like insurance, security of being like, I'm giving you this much money, and this needs to get exactly where it needs to be safely and taken care of. And I, I want to make sure you do that. This is your number one priority. But then there's other jobs, too, that, that quite, quite frankly, you're like, no, you, I'm here, and you need to show me something. And it sort of has a value of what that's worth. Is it like... You are getting me to my dinner safely. Like, is that your role as a server? Uh, and a lot of casual diner, diners, I think, think so. But it's just, there's too many questions in this with the, with the whole stripper thing, too. Mm-hmm. All but, right, we, we, won't, we won't unpack that well, then, because they're, they're strippers and they're people, too. So, it's prostitution if you pay them ahead of time. But it's like, if you take off your but, clothes because but, you want to, here's some money. But if you, but it's not prostitution, it, never mind. Yeah, oh. but but you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's a Leo's that's a gonna legal put on line. his lawyer glasses right mm-hmm. now. All right, so here we go. I'm gonna read it off dun, to you. Okay, so this is what this is what the guy said. Is am I an asshole? Or am I the asshole for requesting a tip before service? I own a small diner and I have a small staff. We open at 10 a.m. close at 10 p.m. I have a small staff. Oh wait, and we work hard every <laughs> he day. He said that twice. Yeah, he did. Uh, yesterday was a pretty quiet day. Uh, it wasn't slow, it wasn't busy either. It was Friday night, the weather is nice, people want to go home after a 12-hour shift at 9.40 p.m., 20 minutes before we close, a party of 15 comes walking through the door expecting service. All right, so already right there, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, I've been there. So, um, all right, I approached two of the gentlemen and told them they were, we were about to close in 20 minutes, and if they wanted their food, they needed to go they need to get it to go. The one guy looked at me with a snarky look and was point, and pointed at his watch to uh, symbol, we still are open for 20 minutes. I tried to explain it. By the time I was finishing cooking their food, it would already be past 10, and I didn't want to rush them through their meal. I told them the only way I'd allow them to sit down and eat is if they prepaid with a 25% gratuity to make it worth it for my servers to stay late. After my request, the whole party got pissy and left. Seriously, though, they expect us to stay late because they came in 20 minutes before we close. What do you think? There, dude, that owner yeah. should be. I'm, I'm, if I oh, could, yeah, if dude. I wanted to stand up right now, like he needs an yeah. applause. Here's, because, yes. dude, he cares oh, wait, enough. No, I hit the long wrong one. <laughs> he he fucking uh, loves his his staff enough to take yeah. care of them to be like okay. I could be focused only on the money that I would make from a table of 15. 
Like, for a small business owner, like, that's a hit he was worth willing to take by letting, you know, having them leave by requesting that. Like, he was going to lose money. And for him to be willing to take that hit for his employees shows that he actually gives a fuck about his employees. And so, uh, you know, again, 20 minutes, yeah, 20 minutes is not yeah. enough time for you to sit, eat, enjoy your meal. So if, and I need to make sure that my servers who've been here for 12 hours and are now going to be here for now maybe 13 and a half, 14 hours, I need to make sure mm-hmm. they're going to be taken care of and not stay this long and you guys leaving three bucks on a $250 check. I, I would, if, if science and technology were at, at the, the level it should be, I should be able to be like, I would like to defer you to my girlfriend Katie and her thoughts. Because uh, that's really what she does. She works in fine dining. And it's those questions that you're like, okay, so is the manager and the, and the staff and the ownership. In fine who, dining, they would de- never do that. They would stay open and not say but, anything. But when you're in a small town, that's not always guaranteed. Yeah, this is not volume. fine dining, yeah. But the, but the, the level of service, et cetera, what you expect. Um, it's almost like they're so desperate for that, for that last table to hit the overhead that they're just going, I will do anything to my servers, including keep them here mm-hmm. an hour and a half past what they're doing or just give them random duties. And I think that's the and norm. It's normal it for is. them. Like, oh, you just got to do it. We tell you we're the boss. But in right. this one-off case, the customer's like, yeah, obviously, like, you know, if you're apologetic, like, holy shit, I'm my bad. Like, yeah, we'll get it to go. No problem. Um, you know, not I'm going to fucking fuck all your guys' nights up now, and I'm just going to sit back and enjoy and, my time. And, and you know with the attitude that that guy presented, mm-hmm. like when tapping his watch, watch, yeah, that guy would sit there. That guy's an asshole. For <laughs> as long as humanly possible so, and punish your server even more yeah. so, to prove a fucking point that uh, he shit. can do yeah. it. So, so this is the great part. This, this, is, is, this is a guy with a fucking quarter inch fuse trying to fucking <laughs> impress the girl he's with like he's got a mm-hmm. big swinging dick. He so, probably, he he probably wears so affliction. <laughs> this is why I, this is why I respect that manager as a parental type figure. If I'm going to take care of my staff, before uh-huh. I'm going to take care of you. Um, simply put, you can't let people like that do that to you. It's it's for it's a form of bullying. On that, and you're like, you know what? It's like a kid in their bedtime. You know, the parent has to look at the kid and be like, your bedtime's nine o'clock, and you need to be in bed at nine o'clock because you got to wake up. What dad really wants to say is, you got to be in bed by nine o'clock because I'm going to go take off those mommy jeans for a little while and I'm on a time schedule, kid. Mm. Get to sleep yes. now, please. <laughs> please get to sleep. And so it's that question <laughs> of mommy jeans. Yeah, if you, yeah, it's that question of like, hey, Peel I'm, those off. <laughs> I, I'm a person too. I'm your parent. Go to sleep. Uh-huh. I deal with you all day. And, and I think that that's kind of how the manager's viewing, the, viewing those customers going, you know what? We deal with you all day. And if you didn't have the wherewithal to think what time this stops, that's your fault. And you mm. need to, you know, do not hold me accountable and do not make your, your crisis my emergency. Like, don't make your crisis my emergency. I used to have a secretary that had that straight on the front of her desk. <laughs> it was hysterical, but it was so true because just hundred percent true. It's saying, I'm going to let you take advantage of me for a little while and it's going to be for a little bit of money. Like, that, that's the impression that you're giving your customers that it's okay to do that. And when you do volume, you can get rid of that guy a lot. But when you get down to the really small business ownership, it's like that's the only place that they're allowed left to go and do that because you might need the money that much. And good for him for just being like, you know what? Your few dollars don't matter to me right yeah. now. Yeah. You, you gotta, you, yeah. If, if people are, you know, working that long too, you're like, fuck, you're, you're already getting stretched. Like, 
Right. I'm just going to hurt you tomorrow because you got to open all as well, you know? So. Yeah. Wasn't it worth it for that little chunk of change? Like yeah, I, I heard a horror story one time about um, at the Olive Garden, your old stomping grounds, that, uh, <laughs> there was someone that uh, came fuck, in. I still have PTSD from fucking uh, never-ending possible. Uh, I have PTSD from sitting through Darden's presentations at HRM. I think, I think it was... <laughs> I think it was David, another one of our mutual friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he told me this story about okay. how someone proposed. It was, like, the last table of the night, and so they, like, were, like, dancing in the, like, aisle way and shit, and they were there for, like, two-something hours after they closed, just to, it, by themselves in the restaurant, like, drinking their bottle of wine, dancing <laughs> around. And he was like, and we had to fucking just wait for these fuckers to finish so we could close up and leave. And he was just like, what the fuck? But, like, those people didn't care, but... The servers were like, like a, a little reality check for everyone out there too. Your server will talk shit about you. They, we servers talk shit about every fucking customer that comes in there. Even if you're cool, even if you fucking tip good, there's someone in there that is talking shit about you. Okay, and they're they're saying the most fucked up shit you can imagine. That is what it's like being a fucking server behind smiling outside of the fucking dining area. Am I wrong? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, In fact, so. there should be like there should be a at almost every single high stress restaurant. There needs to be a masseuse that's there in the back corner. Yeah. That just rubs right on the front of your neck. That's gonna cause a migraine later on, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. To just so that you can go out there and keep smiling. Like hold your hold your face in that position <laughs> yeah. for a long time and see what yeah. happens to the front of your neck. Yeah, I'm dying. I'm dying out on the inside, but I'm smiling on the outside. I'm like. I used to think it was a stretch, but like some days you kind of feel like a Tijuana hooker mm-hmm. as a server. You know what I mean? Like some days some... I feel like G I want a hooker. <laughs> some days you think being a Tijuana hooker might be a be a step up. I mean, you know, you got people like you know using you, spitting on you, pretty much <laughs> yeah. talking shit. You know, you're you're just lying there. Spill in the your corner. drink and say clean you know, that up. You know, like... violence violence doesn't have to be physical, and violence doesn't have to no. be emotional. Violence can be mental. And, you know, it, it's an emotional violence when you like talk that. about how you treat women and their their roles and their, their self-esteem and their, and their positions. And Who was that one guy that punched his wife because she didn't get dressed undressed fast enough for sex? <laughs> no, oh, yeah, I should not what? have. I should not have laughed at that, by the what? way. No, but that was like a I've never story. fucking heard you of that. You didn't hear about that? No. OK, I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, dude, please do. Because I'm the like, owner of the, the San Francisco f- Giants through his wife or girlfriend or whatever like threw a wall last summer and he's still doing what he's doing like, wait he did yeah i didn't fucking hear about that oh yeah no owner of san francisco Gi- or uh, yeah san francisco giants was uh he was like he was involved yeah he was involved in a domestic altercation at the stadium and was like just it just absolutely horrible okay. it's it gets better because okay i'm oh, gonna read Jesus. you the article mississippi lawmaker punched wife for not undressing quickly enough for sex yeah, let's uh, see. He was arrested because she didn't want to dress quickly enough when you want to have sex. Uh, domestic. Uh, McLeod's wife said he just snapped and struck her in the face. Uh, wife ran to the other woman's room. Safe, ran to the other woman's room? For, the other woman. Okay, and that's weird. Anyways, yeah, Robert McLeod. Kraft? His name is McLeod. Uh, he was arrested, and uh, he's a state house speaker. No, no, no. State house speaker Philip Gunn called for his resignation. Anyways, yeah. So yeah, he's a lawmaker, <laughs> but and he punched his wife because she didn't get naked, naked fast. Enough. I don't. Th- I don't think we've looked into the side effects of mixing Viagra with other drugs. That sounds like a guy who yeah. is like, it needs to happen now. Yeah. <laughs> Just very urgent. I'm on the clock. You're not <laughs> on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> my on my the dick's clock. gonna go limp in you know, five minutes. Yeah. But, but 
I've so, been chewing these things like fucking baby's aspirin. I'm not here to I'm not here to suggest that Viagra is actually what makes you violent, but we don't know about the interactions between drugs. Like, how are some of those chemicals interacting with other drugs that you may be taking at the time that mm-hmm. cause might cause violence streaks? But here, but, but even even like they're probably su- on steroids. Supplements aside, for other reasons, you know, and then that mixed with the Viagra, and then that mixed with her not getting undressed fast mm-hmm. enough. <laughs> like, like what the fuck, no, really? There's no there's no real way to rationalize your mind hey, into that one. Yeah. Is that was, was that he part, the asshole? Yeah, that's just the impromptu one because I still got tra- more. Yeah, is no. that the training uh, question? Yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna be a, we're gonna be the am I the asshole podcast from here on out. Okay, we, um, we got the next one here. Oh, you got one? Uh, oh yeah, oh. this one's fucking okay, crazy. Okay, so I, you go ahead and read one. Okay, I'll I, read one. I'll, you pull I'll that get, one up. I'll get the actual. Yeah, I got Reddit, like three or four because I, so. I told you guys kind of like the gist of it. But so all right, well here's what I got. So am I the asshole for calling police over tomatoes? I think this one just requires context. Okay, so uh, I have a tomato plant in my front yard. A few times I was about to pick them. All the ripe tomatoes disappeared. Being annoyed and curious as to what happened to them, I got a cheap security camera installed for that part of the house to see if it was an animal or a person. I wait a few days uh, and some, for some ripe tomatoes, and I see a neighbor who lives a few houses down come in and steal most of the tomatoes. I call the police and show them footage, and the guy's given a slap on the wrist. I didn't want to press charges. Now the whole street thinks I'm overreacting and have been gossiping about this in our neighborhood Facebook. Now maybe I did overreact like an asshole, and that is why I'm here. Am I the asshole? No. No, I don't think they're. So like you took they're, the they're time. Fucked, you, though, but you, I mean, I I don't know if you needed to call the cops. I think maybe that was a step too far. I would. I probably would have went over there. Yeah, I would have went over there. But oh, like, no, dude, you know what I would have done? That it's it's and it's I would maybe I'd be the asshole. But I would fucking post that footage on the fucking community Facebook page. And then everyone can fucking see it and decide for themselves. And I guarantee you, people are going to go, wow, what a fucking piece of shit this person is for stealing tomatoes. And then they're going to be demonized and not you for calling the police because he got a fucking slap on the wrist. Let's think interculturally on this one. So basically what you're describing to me sounds like a movie that I want to make and release in the <laughs> South. Yeah. And it's more or less, I don't know if it's plagiarism to steal the exact same script line. Um, Was that made already? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I'm, but I'm saying yeah. that uh, having, having that Muslim kid uh, and in my movie screen while my daughter's watching is not acceptable. But if you make it, the, but if you make it the neighbor from across the street, that's actually the poor impoverished orphan uh-huh. who just runs over and steals the tomatoes uh-huh. because they've basically made it white and relatable for the yeah. southern audience to actually see the see the story of Aladdin and realize like, how hungry was that person? How okay. hungry so were there they? There might be circumstances you know, of like, why they did that. Stealing it's bread, still chop his hands off. But so that and that. Well, that, let's be honest. If they're neighbors, like you don't know how poor your neighbors are sometimes. Not not poor enough that you got to go and like jack your fucking uh, yeah, neighbors. You, you don't steal from your neighbors. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't if you, if, if you went up, na- the I think concept it's the American thing to ask. Like yeah. exactly. <laughs> I bet you if he went over there or he or she went over there, like hey Steve. Dude, can I just get a couple of tomatoes, man? It's been a rough week or whatever, you know what I mean? I'm sure there's neighbor would have been like, fuck oh, yeah, I would be like, oh, you, know? you know how many people offer me fucking fruit off their tree? In here in Arizona, fucking grapefruits mm-hmm. are, are all, I get fucking bags of them. If you leave your cars unlocked, you'll end up with paper bags in your backseat. Yeah. And <laughs> fucking, so, like, it, there's that part of it too. But I mean, if it's like, I would never take a fucking grapefruit, even though people, I assume, fucking don't want them or they're just too many, they can't eat that many. 
I, I, I mean, I feel like that is fair to assume, but I still wouldn't fucking take one without asking because it's, yeah, even if it Correct. wasn't my neighborhood. That's yeah. just me, though, but I, it's some people don't fucking care. But, but think about how many people don't know their neighbors. Well, trend's but, continuing. So in this case, though, the neighbor is the fucking asshole. Oh, yeah, completely. But the one guy got fucked because now he's demonized in community. And that's what I'm saying. If, if like, the end result was now the neighbors are, are upset with you, the, you could have you could have changed that, manipulated it, if you will, by doing what I had suggested. Right. And that's I, just, you know, I know outcome. I completely agree with you on that. But that's different, how that's different how, trail, different outcome. But that's how society that's how society is trending though too and how they mm-hmm. how they deal with their neighbors. Like Yeah. It, I don't know my neighbors, dude. I, I say I, I try to say hi and smile, but I don't fucking know anyone. And so once you listen to this podcast, you're cool. Right. Hell yeah, you are. But what is what is but what does that end up leading to? That ends up leading to people who are like, I'm hungry and I don't know anybody. Like they're hungry and alone, uh, and you gotta you've gotta know your neighbors. You gotta introduce yourself once in a while. Like that has to happen. Mm-hmm. And you know it would be it would be really ideal if you could introduce who you actually are and just be accepted into that place. Yeah. But you know that's that's why we again going back. That's why we have a fourth amendment. I don't even like fucking leaving the house though, dude. Not really. You fucking walk three feet outside <laughs> of it and talk to somebody. But but I think that that's what leads. Up, I think that that's what leads up to the asking or not asking situation. Uh-huh. And you know, yeah, in, in you my, need to ask. Like, in my come on, experience, it's not your stuff. In my experience, meeting people because I, I I do satellite TV installation, so I go into people's fucking houses all the time. First time I meet them, and I would say, almost damn near a hundred percent of the time, this person is fucking. I got this person laughing, and we're joking, and we're like, like talk, talking like friends would talk, and it's just the kind of, I, I guess, customer service I have. So I just, right. but I don't have a problem doing that. Um, you know, um, and it's, it's weird how even like when I'm just at home, I'm like, nah, I don't want to go talk to my neighbor, you know? Yeah, no, no, that's, that's crazy. I think right? that's pretty normal though. Actually. That, yeah, I, that's, yeah. I don't talk to my neighbors if I can help it, but mm-hmm. I think that that's also, I mean, if I see, unless I say you see someone break into my house. Well, I think that that's also why though they, they find it comfortable with you. They, they don't always find it comfortable with everybody they yeah. work with guaranteed. And it's always like, hide Karen's underwear, like 10 minutes before they're showing up. They could be any time between three and six. I no, don't know what to do. Dude, no, they don't fucking do that. They right. show up and they go, oh, I, I wasn't expecting you. And I'm like, bitch, you have not cleaned this house in 10 years. And you, you, but you, you made there, this appointment. But you sit there and like, they were expecting the disappointment of having you walk in and being disappointed oh, in how they so live. They, like, so that way they didn't have to clean up. Well, and like, it's, oh good, no. I'll just I'll just act surprised. And they may have even they may have even tried, right? Yeah. Oh no, they're they're totally like, I'm gonna add some trash to the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> really so, make an impact. <laughs> but you're smiling at them. You're dealing with them. You're interacting with them. You're not like, oh, Karen, you're no. a terrible person. No, dude, I've, see, I've seen some shit, man. I don't care anymore. <laughs> right. I, I get how people live. I'm more surprised sometimes when I go into people's houses. I go, huh, really nice in here. I would have assumed it was a fucking pig pen in here. It's it's, it's almost it's almost scary when you walk into somebody's house and it's exactly who they are outside and you're like who do you work oh, dude. for? I, I feel <laughs> no, I, yeah, I know that's more rare than you showing up. You know, you know, going to these people's house and just seeing how people live. That it's like kind of my house might be cluttered, but I don't have fucking chicken wings fucking melted to the carpet. You know. <laughs> Um, but well, so, yeah. you know, I was meaning to talk to you about that. Like, that would really brighten this room up. I think. <laughs> so, then, wings, so, then here's, so then here's the question: Who's the asshole? Uh, the uh, the guy who doesn't judge you for having chicken wings melted in the carpet and smiles and treats you just like a normal human being. Boost uh, your self esteem. 
Yeah. Or the guy who stands up to it and goes, you have chicken wings melted into oh, your no, carpet dude, and we need to fix this I, now. I would not expect a good reaction from a person if you said that to them in their house. You know, but I mean, but is that the, <laughs> but is that the kind thing to do to be like, man, you need some help. You got chicken wings melted in your carpet. I think, I think there's, there's uh, less assholier ways to go about it. <laughs> I, I, think, I think so too. I don't think it's, you know. It's, hey man, like, hey man, I'm going to clean this up for you. Or, or you just look and just be like, hey man, you got any more of them chicken wings? <laughs> Specialized, oh, I you had spicy garlic. Uh. Specialized app service. I want somebody to come over here and be mildly judgmental because I'm ready to take it. Thanks, Karen. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> thanks, for, Karen. thanks for Karen, Karen. And she's like, your 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 critical feedback could be, you know, your criticism actually is embraced might make, now. Might make her change her name. Right. I'm ordering that ahead of time. Does that doesn't that suck though that like Karen, that everyone named Karen is fucked. Everyone named Kyle is fucked. Have you been seeing the Kyle memes? Where did that come from? I fucking don't know. Okay, because I've been like lost, and everybody's like posting these things. It's this white kid that punches holes in the wall and drinks Monster. It's true. And it's it's that's what it is. The the typical Kyle, like, and it's that meme. The the name Kyle has has changed though. Like Kyle, when we were kids, was Mm -hmm. not that kid. But there's a lot of Kyles like that too. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Well, geez, we're we're feeding our kid more and more more and more children fucking Ridlin and fucking oh, Adderall, yeah. like duh. But okay, and but then and Adderall's then, a low dose of math. And, and then you're hooking these kids up with Monster Energy drinks okay, too. So here's the thing. So at first all, it was Karen, f- right? Now right. it's Kyle. Was there another name? I don't know. There's probably another There's one coming. Claire, in. but you know, I'm what? gonna go with Claire. Yeah, yeah, and it's great. And but with <laughs> she's a, so Claire. But you know what? But with a K, and it was all a huge white supremacist ruse to get um, everyone to hate the K's. N- yeah, hmm. the K's. Watch it fucking happen, dude. I'm well, calling it's like it out. My girlfriend's name's Katie. I mean, if she wants to be creative, Katie, and throw a K in there, that's just one letter away from strict danger. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> loud it was supposed to be more less more seamless anyways we're DJ talking, Dado can play anytime it's fucking it's uh it's conspiracy theory Sunday here yeah, so let's let's is. let's go back to asking am I the asshole okay yeah so I couldn't yeah. find the actual thing because it was like from okay. a couple days ago okay. but basically I'll tell you the story and then you just tell me who was the asshole in the story because <coughs> as I've been reading these I've realized it's not just like Yes, you're an asshole, or no, you're an asshole. Oh, no. It could be uh, everybody. Everybody, sucks here. everybody's an asshole, uh, or nobody's a, nobody's the uh, asshole, or or they have uh, they have need more info. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Because sometimes it's like mm, you're probably leaving something <laughs> out. Hey man, so somebody punched me in the face out of no fucking where. <laughs> yeah. Is this guy a dick or what? Is this guy the asshole? Uh, <laughs> needs more info. Yeah, needs more info, yeah. bro. I don't know what you did, but, <laughs> but uh, has somebody just randomly I walk up and sock you in the face. Um, but no, so basically there's woman put on there asking the question if she was the asshole. Mm-hmm. She was in her car in line in the drive-thru, as you do, okay. and she was uh, at the window. She paid. Like at a McDonald's or something? Yeah, yeah. Right. I think it was McDonald's. Um, but she, she paid her bill and was supposed to receive back in change mm-hmm. $3.08. Well, the cashier lady handed her three bucks, the window closed, and she walked away. Mm-hmm. And so the lady was like, oh, well, she must have been going to get the, my eight cents. And so the lady comes back to the window. She's like, ma'am, like, we're, we're done here. I need you to you know, move along. You're holding up the line. Okay. And she's like, well, you didn't give me my eight cents. And the lady was like, no, I gave you your change. Like, we're all square. Mm-hmm. You know, Keep pull forward, and the lady was like, "No, I'm not moving until you give me my eight cents." So she got the three bills, but not the eight. But not the eight cents. Ten. And oh, so who, who she was like, cares? "I'm not gonna fucking." Move. She basically was like, "I want to talk to the manager," and the girl was like, oh, "Well, our fuck. manager's not here right now." Yeah, she just asked for and, the eight cents. And so, 
what? Why didn't she just ask for the eight cents? Like, I, she did keep asking oh, for she it. Did keep yeah, it. and the girl was like, I gave you the eight cents. Like, I'm not, I can't be short on my drawer. So like, she didn't do something she thought she did. Right. Right. So that was all going on, and the lady was like, okay, well, I'm not leaving until I get it. So she proceeded to lean her seat back and cross her arms and wait till she got her eight cents, mm-hmm. which I guess this standoff lasted about six minutes, the lady said. Hmm. And then when the girl finally resolved that she must have given her the eight cents because, you know, that's how this lady decided to move along. She's like, I hope your attitude was worth your job because I'm calling back and I'm going to get you fired with your boss. She told her that? Yeah. Yeah, what a bitch. So <laughs> We're saying that. So basically, are, is this person an asshole? Okay, so who's the asshole? The girl at the, at the fucking window or the lady in the car? But the lady in the car fucking crossed her arms and fucking put her seat back and threw and a she fucking made fit. Every, and she made everybody in line wait, behind wait. her oh my God. wait because she wouldn't who, move. Who she just fuck, parked her whose car. Whose position? Who wrote this? Was it the lady it was in the, the car? the lady in the car. Oh, God. I wouldn't even write that shit. Like, <laughs> oh, no. That's a confession, if anything. Yeah, I mean, that's, an, that's an embarrassment That's an itself. admission of guilt. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, the reality of that, too, though, is that I, I, think I, I think I understand the psychology of where she was at. Maybe she doesn't even know it. Mm-hmm. But her problems in her life outside of that are so colossally overwhelming mm-hmm. that she is only worried about momentary things about eight cents is the next task. She has to block everything she, out. She has and to this sh- has to encompass her entire because, existence. Because if I go to, go to the it's only eight cents. That's just one more thing. And then, well, then the world opens up a little bit and goes, what is your next problem, Karen? And, oh. <laughs> and it just like now she actually has to tackle a real problem. She's like, not ready for it. So basically what you're saying is her life sucks and she just needed a win. Yes. And she needed a win in mm. eight cents so bad that she was willing to make everyone else around her lose. She was willing to, willing to apocalypse that and just smash that down and be like, nobody wins today. Game over and pops the dodgeball. Like that kid needs to go see the counselor. The kid mm. doesn't necessarily need to be spinning from school. But, man, you just shut down the game for everybody. We're all trying to get our nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now my nuggets are cold. And you know who the real asshole is? Is that motherfucker on the fries, dude. Always fucking <laughs> making them sit up there too long. And I always get the fucking soggy one. And there's fucking not enough salt. So what you have to fucking do is you have to ask for fries with no salt. So they have to make a fucking fresh batch for you, you fucking asshole. And then you know what you do? Say... Can I get some salt with that? And they give you the little salt pack, and you fucking salt your own fries. But you got fresh fries, sir. Oh, that's lemonade oh, right there, look baby. At this, look at this guy, man. That's lemonade right there. Mm-hmm. Take that to the got bank. Got sweetener packets. Can I get a whole <laughs> bowl full of lemons? <laughs> but make me some Compton Kool-Aid. Uh, put that on your drink. Yes. And the, my favorite one are the ones that, like, pull out the little sleeve and, and try to, like, be all sneaky and dose it as if I'm not going to know that your water is blue when I come mm. back. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Easy there, Cosby. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to fuck you here. Don't. It's not my drink. Are you doping yourself? I don't give a shit. You bring that person a fresh water every glass. <laughs> Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you don't refill that one. Yeah, everyone's getting roofied tonight. <laughs> Everybody getting pregnant. All right, so I got another one here. So, And I have a follow-up question that I came up with after I read this one. So, all right. Am I the asshole for asking my mom why she opened my package? So... Do you ever order like something through the mail and have your parents open it? Like when you lived at home, that ever not no, Steve well, Martin's penis beauty cream is all <laughs> I'm thinking of right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mom, you opened my package. <laughs> 
fuck. Uh, uh, maybe. I don't think so. No, my mom I, was always very respectful or, or of my male. privacy. Like, I think know? my mom had opened up a letter before, but mm-hmm. I, I think I was, like, younger and I didn't really care. And, you know, but so so let me tell you what this. So I think it's, I think it's from the position of a girl. Um, but let me see. All right. Last Friday, I went out of town with my boyfriend. My mom knew this. For some reason, she drove to my apartment knowing we weren't home, and I happened to have a package get delivered early, and it was on my doorstep. I'm actually kind of glad she went there because she texted me and said she's going to take it with her so no one steals it. A few days ago, I saw her, and she gave me the box. It was nothing important, just some gel nail polish I bought off Amazon. I took the box and threw it in my back seat and didn't pay any attention to it. Last night, I got it out to paint my nails when I noticed that not only was the box opened, she opened the white bag inside of the box to see what was in it. I texted her, and this is how the conversation went. And she said, hey, Mom, I just noticed you opened my box. Why? And her mom said, OMG, I just looked at it. Sorry. And she said, right, but it was addressed to me. And her mom said, yep, next time I'll just leave it on your porch. I didn't take any of it. Sorry. She said, I was just asking why you opened it. I appreciate you taking it so no one stole it, but next time, please don't open anything that is mine. And her mom said, I was waiting on your dad and just wanted to see what it was. Fucking sorry. I won't touch another thing that's yours. You just want to argue, and I don't. Why don't you go play with, and she said her boyfriend's name. She edited it out. And she said, I, I said I was sorry. Next time, actually, no, there won't be a next time. I won't touch another thing at your apartment. You can bank on that. And she hasn't spoken to me since. It's really, is this really uh, a big deal? Because it wasn't anything important in the box. But what if it was? Or what if it was something embarrassing? I just feel like she has no boundaries and that someone gets mad at me for asking a simple question. Mm-hmm. And then to sarcastically bring my boyfriend up and tell me go play with him. I don't even know what she's trying to say. <laughs> so she's asking, am I the asshole? Wow. While Leo uh, dies there's over there. A, there's, a, there's a lot to go with this one. So yeah. one... This is a question that this, this it's a point where the child needs to realize are they smarter than their parents. Uh-huh. And sometimes you need to realize that, yeah, I'm, I'm smarter than my parents. I need to look into why this is happening. And so that's when you call the aunts and uncles and go, how many Christmas presents did mom get to open when she was a kid? Oh, is that a deficiency? That's, that's your, is that's that a where chi- you would go immediately. Is that a childhood trauma? Because you know that that mom was just dead curious. Like, uh-huh. box must open. Just yeah. like that little, like, ravenous child at Christmas. Well, uh, I mean, nosy, parents are nosy, you know? Right. And they, they want to know shit. what's going on. So that either means that, A, you're not talking to your parents <laughs> enough and sharing with them and making them feel content that you're okay. Like, yeah, you're but, doing but what they're doing. when you're a fucking adult. Oh, I know. I, you, you should lose that. And this that. is where, <laughs> correct. And yeah. this is where this is where that question is am i smarter am i more emotionally mature than my parents on this one but so then what do you have to just manage your reaction um yeah because they're definitely not right and that boundaries need to be set on that i feel like she really went about it in a non-threatening way like hey i noticed you opened this and the mom lashed back you know but but that also could be could be due to the fact that like mom is just sitting there going holy crap i just raised an adult i'm done Mm -hmm. and then they're like wait they were good kids. Are they going to be good adults? And they get that. They get that fear. I think good grandparents do uh, at that point in time, or good parents kind of even do too. But that's where. You, but that's where you got to go and, and ask ask the aunts and the uncles and be like, you know, is this something that was this just a bad habit of mom's? She's just going to rip boxes open because she has like some childhood Christmas trauma, or uh, or is mom just really being extremely snoopy and totally overbearing and she needs to calm her reactions down? And we need, we need to rename her because she's just not a Karen. Again, another situation where it's just a matter of how you react to it. Completely. But, I mean, she just kind of texts her. But, I, I mean. I don't think that. Oh, the, child's fine. Why would, you, why, would you open your kid, why would you open your kid's mail? I mean, if you well, were such good parents and then you raise good adults, trust your, trust your kids who are now adults to I, function. And, it's, and, and I think it's one thing. Like, 
this is your 12-year-old daughter. Yeah. Right. Who is lives at your house. Uh-huh. But she said when she was – my mom was at my apartment. Yeah. That she means she's old enough uh-huh. to, have an apartment. to have an apartment and to live on her own. Correct. Yeah. Don't open my shit. Yeah. No, yeah. The mom's you know totally I mean? the asshole. Like, and then how the mom reacted. Yeah. She's well, the, how she's she the reacted. double asshole. Well, it's like, like, how do you think that going through your child's mail is actually going to tell you who they are? They're watching way too many murder mysteries. There's like way too much murder she wrote going on. It's yeah, like, she's if like, I dig in the trash can and look in their mail. Like, yeah. that's their sleuthing skills. Fuck you, Angela Lansbury, <laughs> you old hag. I can answer questions without the confrontation of actually asking my child if they're okay. Oh, dude, I got a good one right here. I'm going to skip this other one. But all right, so here's what I got. Am I the asshole for demanding an apology from my partner for plopping his dick on our new couch? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, this one was good. I saw the title. I was like, that's, yeah. All I right, hold on. <laughs> yeah, to read it to me. Read, read to me again. I'm reread it. Yeah. I have the context, but I'll, I'll hold off on yeah. that. So Read it for me right. again one time. Am I the asshole for demanding an apology from my partner for plopping his dick on our new couch? So it's yes. a, and it is a woman, and it's you know. No, so. instantaneously, yeah. yes. So she's. She, and, and the reason that I she, say she yes, she deserves an apology. There's no need for an apology. I think there's really, unless like role reversal. What? There's a need for a role reversal and see if we're mad. Oh <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, like if she snail trails his fucking well, PlayStation no, Four a, or something. Get a brand new couch. House is empty. Beautiful love of your life lays down naked on the couch, and you're like, oh, Not on the new couch, good babe. things, good signs, good signs. Why like, this is going in the out? right direction. I don't care about the couch. Let's get another oh, one. Oh, you want to get laid. I get like, it. But, but, that's, but that's a loving relationship towards a partner, and you're like, you want to be viewed that way. And so, what if he was like trying to, I'm bad, bit, and like sliding down onto the couch and being mm-hmm. like, look what I've got for you? And she's like, that's so disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like, that's. Yeah. I That's would, a very dim view of him. So I'd be she, like, I'd be like, or if we want to just unpack some shit, I'm like, if he's just plopping his dick on the couch, yeah. maybe you should take care of it a little bit more, or you oh, know what I mean, or maybe you I guys don't have yeah, like, have that love and feeling anymore. Like, you know what I'm maybe, saying? Maybe, maybe the 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 quantity of sex that he wants out of the relationship is yeah, being which met. she's so not his, required to his, give, but his I'm natural just saying, reaction like, is a, to. It's a necessary part of a healthy relationship is to at some point in time look at the other person and be like, I wish you were not clothed. Yeah, or like, and like that's a natural. That's a natural part mm-hmm. of, of how that all works. Yeah, or like squirt some of your breast milk into my mouth. <laughs> no, <laughs> not there no? yet. I don't know. I'm not there kids. yet. No, no. Right. Don't have kids. Not there yet, man. Really, I can't touch uh, that. Can't touch this, dude. Unrelated. <laughs> oh shit. All right. So, uh, okay. So, I mean, I feel like that's just that right there was already better than the explanation. But let me see. Okay. So, she said, "I'm pretty sure I'm the asshole." Uh, but <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So we're gonna start with that. So she says. Um, I just bought a brand new living room set a few weeks ago for our home. I spent I spent good money on it for me and want to keep it nice. Today we were talking about our plans for the day together. He was excited and ready to get going. I was finding a good break point on an art project before I got out of the chair. So now I'm leaning already that she's the asshole based on the art project. Yeah. Um, really? We, no, I'm just yeah. <laughs> Come on. We are, we are usually pretty silly together, joke with each other. We, uh, he wanted me to get ready whilst trotting around behind me when he pulled his pants down and plopped his dick on the back of my chair. Okay. It was, <laughs> she says, okay, it was kind of funny, but I was pissed. I immediately started to chase him down when he ran away. It was no big deal to him. He's done it before on our old couch <laughs> to be funny, in quotes. 
Uh, long story short, I got very angry, angry when he denied me any sort of apology. I told him it was disrespectful and hurt my feelings. I genuinely wanted him to say I'm sorry so we could go about our adventures for the day. He got ready real quick as I sat in frustration. He stood around for a bit across the room as I again asked for an apology. Again, he said it's not disrespectful and not a big deal. I told him to go ahead and get, go ahead and get already. I'm disappointed in him for just not saying sorry. <laughs> I'm a pretty sensitive yeah, person. Oh, yo, she oh, didn't I have to. She could have left that last okay, part out. Simply put, mm. they need a marriage counselor and they need to sit down. And that like, marriage clearly counselor, clearly one of them is no, a mass murderer. They're, no, <laughs> they're, they need a marriage counselor to sit down because obviously she's not laughing at him enough, or he's not that funny, and he really yeah. wants to be. And, and he's he's going over the same bit again and again. Right, and again. but she's she's uh, seen it already. But she's doing the same thing. She's searching. She's searching for that validation of an apology. Like I was right. I've got a complex. I was right. I'm looking for the win. It, it just keeps going back to that idea. Like because they dude, obviously have a disconnect there. That she's looking for a win, and he's looking for a laugh, and and that can be compromised. Like you got to work mm-hmm. together on that. Oh, dude, and look, as a comic man, like if a girl doesn't think I'm funny. I might be able to fake it enough to have sex with her, but I could never <laughs> date a girl that fucking didn't think I was funny oh, because no. I'm like, dude, like, are you kidding me? Work. No, fuck no. Well, like, I'm like, women what? don't want look, neck wrinkles, and we want you to keep laughing. I'm like, look, there's, <laughs> ti- there's times on stage where I've bombed before, and I thought like something was going to kill, and it's fucking yeah. crickets. It's happened. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? But you don't want to live with that shit. Your confidence no. will be shot. You won't <laughs> fucking do nothing, man. Like, you'll be crippled. <laughs> like the person that you supposedly love, like they they don't crack a fucking smile, you know, or they're just like, Neh. yeah, no, I couldn't do that either. No dude. fucking and, way. Because I'm like, like the funniest motherfucker in the world, so like there must be well, something wrong with you. And well, it's a, but it's that idea of <laughs> well, that is like so that is self confidence. So we try to teach kids is to be like, it's okay to be just who you are, where you are, and what you're doing. Like you yeah. you you are involved in all of this, and we will figure out how to how to work around your you know it's the inclusion issues. Like we will figure out how to incorporate you into this and set up a system that allows us to make some adjustments and be like, well, you got something on the paper today, check mark, and it just goes in. It's like an exempt. Uh, and you're basically going, you're not ready for this class, but we're going to make you think that you're in this class and we're going to give you not really a grade for this class that impacts you negatively. You, you, you're kind of looking at it like that. Like you don't want to get marked down. And so how can we include these people into this? Like, that, that I think that that's the ultimate goal in all of those situations, though. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't think she's she, she's overreacting, but she's not yeah. an asshole. I don't um, think I don't think either well, of them are. Yeah. Look, the reason I, I say who hasn't plopped their dick down <laughs> on some furniture. No, no, no. Today, what I'm saying I mean, is, really. is like, no, like <laughs> the only reason I say she's the asshole mm. is like. It's fine to be like, hey, that was disrespectful and I don't appreciate it. That's like some I love Lucy porn. And, and that's like. it. And that's it. Like just, just, just get it out there. I, I felt disrespected and that's it. Now, what I'm saying is like to demand an apology. It's not like he like walked up and plopped his dick on your face no. without warning. You I know think, what I'm saying? I like, think damages need, damages need to be done for an apology. What damage yeah, was done? You know, you know, and I get that concept, but I also like I look sometimes I look at the person that's like, I'm not going to apologize. I'm going to stay on my ground. Like no matter like, dude, just fucking apologize. Correct. And she won't be mad. But that but, person is so fucking pig headed that they don't want to fucking apologize. A person that is so stubborn that they refuse to fucking apologize when it will fucking avoid oh, some sort true. of like like uh you know interpersonal skirmish 
uh, with another person almost to some degree, unless you are genuinely like offended. But if you're if you're just stubborn and don't want to apologize, that's that's but different. Does, again, <laughs> looking for the win. But does it count as uh, an apology if you laugh while you say it? <laughs> I mean, cause and, I mean, I got, that's you know sitcom gold right like, there. Yeah. Does it still count? Because like you may be like, I expect an apology because you put your dick on the couch. I'd be mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm really. And they're like, no, you have to mean it. Yeah. Then I would say, no, fuck that. That's the apology you're getting. <laughs> well, but it's like soccer. You should have like a yellow card and a red card. Yeah. Like you, you like, really have. How the, bad was the infraction? Well, yeah. <laughs> and I kind of feel like that's what I'm saying. Like, and there's also in soccer. There's things that aren't yellow or red card worthy. It's just a foul. Uh-huh. You blow the whistle, call a time for oh, a second. Oh, so you think this along. chick fucking faked an like, injury? Yeah. <laughs> dude, she flopped around like this was like the most egregious shit ever, dude. Like, oh, seriously. Shit. Like, you're telling me at no point in the ownership mm-hmm. of this furniture and the relationship that you have that you're not going to fuck on this chair? Not yeah. once, not never? Yeah. You might put like, a blanket down. Fuck, the dick's going on here at some point, girl. Yeah. Like I'm he's gonna saying. roll over in boxers, and uh, it's gonna be hanging out of the hole one of these days. Like, it's gonna I, happen. I think this it whole premise. Though, I think this whole premise just comes back down to that. Like, how low is your own personal self-image and self-esteem? Yeah. To ask a question and be like, "Did I deserve the win there?" And like <laughs> the, the, that idea of like. I mean, that's the whole concept. Yeah. Of this yeah. Whole does, thing. Did, did I deserve the win? Like, how bad was your life there? Yeah, yeah they deserve. But that, the that win. goes back to your whole like, I want the win. You know, I yeah. want to win. I don't give a fuck. You know, yeah. that's. Like it, uh, it doesn't matter how I win, if as long as I win, oh. and everybody fuck everyone else. And those people get pretty good at things. And sometimes that you know, that cocking like basketball. You gotta, you gotta have confidence you're gonna score. You know, or you shouldn't even be there. Uh, and it's, you know, that's that's just the truth. That's just how it works. But then you see a defensive monster, and you're like, hey, how do they know their ways? How can Dennis Rodman stay in the league that long and not score points? He's a fucking Jedi. And like he fucking changed his hair and got all those tattoos, so you were fucking more focused on looking at what the fuck was in front of you. Like it was like a distraction. But and then fucking you'd take your eye maybe off the ball for just a split second, and that's when he was like, "Fucking give me that shit." See, but that that's kind of the lesson I learned from my marriage too. Is like you have to be Rodman to win. Like you, you can't. You, you got to be all defense. Well, more or less. Like that has to be your main concern. Defense, you think? I, the, in oh. life. Uh, no, I think in I think in interpersonal relationships, like uh, you keep the peace. It's it's it it is much easier to keep the peace, but there yeah. are times like there are ways around it. It's like I can stay in this league if I'm really good at something that nobody wants to do. Uh, <laughs> mm. And the, eating ass, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta find your specialty, I guess. <laughs> but that's not that. That was wrong. Was that wrong? But that if you want to be that, if you want to be Am that I scoring champ, if you want to be James, if you want to be James Harden, yeah, like you you have to be the asshole of basketball. Mm. You you have to because it's like better than you, better than you, yeah. and that's that's all they're thinking when they play, and it's effective. Yeah, but it it gets it's a, has a you know, psychological all, effect. But it also leads you to in a direct breakup with your team. Oh yeah, dude, you uh, you I Will got Chamberlain, you, yeah. Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant. I mean, you can't you you keep you keep searching through that. Well, it's it's like a form of manipulation, kind of. It is. A lot of like, people don't like playing no. LeBron either. Even yeah. though he's a great player, but it's it's always about him. So yeah. a lot well, of guys are like, I don't because they've like got that. this like Doctor Evil plan up there about I'm going to win all of the basketball well, it's also games like, and score all the points too. But it's also like natural, I think, mm-hmm. like in a humanistic, you know. Like, but that's how you get good. It's by well, training it's, that way. Well, yeah, and they mm-hmm. yeah, like if they didn't have that arrogance to them, right. like they but they, maybe would. they see that as something like as a hurdle. Like I need to get around this guy that's better. 
but it would be easier if he just wasn't fucking there because then I'll be able to shine and they'll see me. But if he's there, we're not even going to fuck it. They're not going to know we were there. Well, yeah, I, that's what it is. And I think that's Bill Ambeer. <laughs> no, oh, dude, he's still relevant as fuck, man. No, but I, but I think that's what he's thinking during his career. Probably. Well, dude, you know what? What I liked about Bill Lambeer, like I read a, I was reading Dennis Rodman's book. <laughs> Go and figure. Rodman was going, I was so fucking glad that Bill Lambeer was my teammate. And he goes, when I got traded, mm-hmm. I fucking hated going up against Bill Lambeer. And it was only like a year or two, I think, because Lambeer then, you know, he was retired. He was his bodyguard. Well, that, and he said that everybody in that league, because it was a more physical NBA, like they were all tough guys, most of them. And he goes, but Bill was the only guy that, like, they would walk to the center, you know, the tip-off at the, the start of the game, and mm-hmm. he would look at the guy he was going to be guarding, he's like, I'm going to break your fucking nose. <laughs> and they would do the jump ball, the first play down the, the, the floor, fucking Lambier would throw an elbow right in the guy's fucking face and break his nose. Oh, no shit. Like, Robin was like, he would call his shots. He would tell a motherfucker, like, I'm going to fucking end you. Mm. And, like, he would end them. And I was like, dude, that was when, like, Basketball was basketball, man. Like now, it's like if you time, yeah. if you breathe too heavy on a guy, that's a that's a flagrant foul. Um, I mean, dude, back the then they call fouls. Too, I'm right? like, dude, back then it was like prison basketball, no blood, no foul. Mm-hmm. Dude, guy would be going down the lane, somebody would come beat him, body check him all the way across you, the you fucking know, lane. Uh, the no criticism foul. on that is that the, the uh, like the video replays, uh, they show a better perspective that the referee maybe couldn't have seen live. So some people are kind of purists and well, they say, oh, you know, go back to how it used to be when. I saw something the other day posted about how go back when ref, refs used to have to call, you know, plays if they didn't see it, it didn't happen kind of thing. Well, that's I think that it's a strategy though too against against guys that are that physical like that they're it changes they're, the game. That's though. the flopping. That changes the game. Like you, you know, said, it was more physical. The glancing flopping. elbow turns into an oh, and they you know they lose their they lose everything. Um, but just that that concept is that I'm going to flop and it's going to get called once and the video's still, it's going to be so convincing. The video is still going to overturn you and be like, yeah, you, you got him in the face mm-hmm. and that's going to stop you from doing it six more times. Hmm. Like it, it's, I'm going to make you less aggressive because I was such a good actor because the reality is, is that before that they were getting the crap knocked out of them. I, they were just getting, they were getting hammered to the point where they couldn't take it. And the question really is, is like, do you just need to learn how to take it and give it back? Or is this, this is the acceptable level of like, this is how physical this game's going to get? Or do we need to accommodate for you so that you can be really skilled, but maybe just not quite as tough, and you can last in this league? That's like, exactly where it is now. Yeah. If you look at the build of your average NBA player, like in the yeah. 90s, yeah. like the guards were as, the were as big as like fucking small Oscar forwards. Robertson was a monster, and you're talking early, you know, you're talking 60s. I'm like, and these, in mid-50s. There were like outliers, you know what I mean? But everybody was just thicker. Now everybody's super skinny from the seven-footers down to the point guards. Yeah. They're all rail thin, mm-hmm. super athletic, and they can shoot the ball from 50 feet, you know, down the fucking court. They're trained to shoot from like 35 and 40 feet. And that's like it. You know what I mean? Like, I love Shaquille O'Neal, but I don't know how he would fit in today's NBA because you just put him in the pick and roll and fucking cook them all. Yeah, they have like, to be so much faster. They have to be so much faster. So, like, these guys who were dominant in their era, you know, but then again, if you put Steph Curry in uh, the eight, the 80s and 90s when you could be physical with a guy, he wouldn't make it. Yeah. He would be done. He would he be Del Curry. He does not have the body type. <laughs> he would be Del Curry to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he couldn't have taken the pounding. Whereas now, 
if I reach across and I just graze your your hand after the ball's gone. Now you get to make 19 out of 20 free throws. Exactly. <laughs> and look, he's a great shooter, don't get me wrong. And I like. But look it. at the free throw percentages in the last few years. They keep going up and up and up. And big guys, too. Like, they're able to adapt to that league and become more versatile, gentle players, if you will. But I don't know. Hey, it. It's it's just a war. It's always been a war. I'm all sorry, Jeff. We just fucking went down a basketball yeah. rabbit hole. On no, you. yeah, that's good. Um, I had one more, and it was about shit, but we <laughs> talked about it. I don't know. It's about diarrhea. Oh. Ooh, diarrhea. We'll, we'll save that one. I'll save it. So yeah, we'll call call that. Um, yeah, the asshole, on the, the asshole segment. The asshole yeah. segment. Yeah. So um, yeah, and this hey, is the the end. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there we go. Right on, man. Um, do you want to take a break? Do you want to take a break and then we can get to the rest of these yeah. topics? Yeah, after? let's take a. Let's take a. I will be right back. Yes, and we are back. What's up, guys? Oh, what's going on, man? Same with that gypsy. You you ever watch fucking Gypsy Wedding? That show? No. Seen no. It. Don't ever bother. You know what they're okay. showing now? <laughs> They're showing, yeah, how about 90 Day Fiance? No. No? Oh, dude, that show's fucking great. Just to make fun of the people on it. He's like, and then they asked me about these gay TLC shows. (laughs) Anyways, they're Uh, fucking amazing. No, 90 Day Fiance, as you can imagine. (laughs) It's it's a laugh riot. It's all all personality, though. Yeah, it's nothing to do with money or a green card. Or even the type of show. It's just like, oh, I like watching these people do stuff. Mm. No, no, no. The most entertaining is now they're showing... After the 90 days. So they have this series now. Oh, God. And they're showing a couple of them. And, like, the one where the guy cheated on the girl. They're still fucking going. Because you know why? The guy from Jamaica? Yeah. No way. Yeah, dude. And and the thing is, is, like, when they signed. Two weeks in. When they signed. Like, after they got married two weeks, he was fucking on, like, Tinder. Yeah. And she she fucking called that girl and asked him, like. But I, I, I don't know. They didn't get a hold of her or some shit like that. But she was like, she'll there, never catch her. me until next week. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, I know something happened because it's in the credits. Uh, anyways, so, but yeah, they're, they're, they're following them now, like after. But the thing is, when they do that green card, like they sign uh, like yeah. a residency thing for 10 years, they are legally responsible. Financially responsible. For this other yeah. person. So it's not like she could go, fuck you, you're out. He's like, fuck you, bitch, you're responsible for me. And they fucking do that shit, too. Yeah, that's true. But um, and it's it's but it's crazy when they catch it on camera, and I eat that shit up. Oh, dude! I, now they've got the the one, which I'll, I'll definitely check it out because I'm interested to see how it goes in reverse. Now it's like 90 days abroad, oh, but yeah. the other way. Yeah. So like, it'll be an American who's moving to another country, which is fucking insane for for their uh, fiance. I like, I like Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> I've never really I been. Mean, I've never so been to Mexico. It's one of those like, could you could you see yourself living in another country somewhere? Yeah, yeah. What would it be? England to be like this. Cog. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's the proper British in me. There yeah. you go. That's if you yeah if you move to Britain, man. They're having a lot of shit in the fucking UK. Boris Johnson's getting like, you know, like sentenced or something. Eh, anyone? Yeah. Really? Eh. No. I'm on. <laughs> yeah. This, over this way, maybe I'm like um. That whole I mean that whole thing's a mess. Yeah. It, it, I feel like that's where we're headed though. Because our, our government is so, like, uh, polarized, split. It's like people, like, you know, like, they Red can't team, get along. Blue team, go. They can't get along. And so, but, like, if you if you look at the U.K., I feel like that's, like, us in another, like, six months to a year. Yeah, it usually has been. You know? <laughs> yeah, I was like, throughout history, that's pretty, that's well, pretty accurate. When we say we, we mean the people that just showed up and decided that we're better than everybody it's kinda, else. It's kind of like when California does something and, like, a year later, Arizona does it. It's the mm-hmm. same shit. Same shit. 
Right. Just on a larger scale. Well, actually, like it's Arizona, just a... it's like 12 years no. because we got so many fucking like retirees no, here. No, it's because everyone like, in Cali moves here. This and is everybody's like, I like that music. shit back way. It's music. I mean, you think about it. Like all the cool bands, all the cool bands really aren't flying anymore. You know, they're driving through. Yeah. And so it's one of those, ex- it's expected. You're going to start in, you know, like San Francisco mm-hmm. or LA and you're going to drive to San Diego. You could probably see them in Phoenix or Tucson. Phoenix. So the only you way know? that we're ever going to get anything cool is if the East Coast decides to start shipping stuff back out. Oh, because, yeah. like, they'll, we, we're, all, we're all high in that West Coast they'll shit. Hit, they'll hit us faster than they will LA. And that can be a win for us, a win for Arizona. We, need, like, we need a win. We, yeah. we need they some stopped of that. in know, our city first. <laughs> you know what was the best thing I think that came out of the East Coast ever? Mm. You know what I think it was? The Boston cream pie, close. Hmm. Uh, Robert Van Winkle. Yeah. 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 Uh, he came. What? He came from Florida. Miami. Miami. Miami? Yeah. yeah, dude. Man, Bloodhound, Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> Rob Van Winkle. I love fucking Bloodhound Gang, dude. Let's kick it. Have we you ever heard Boom? Boom? Yeah. Back up, son. Give me room. Give me room. That's Vanilla Ice. Don't set it off. Oh, yeah, that's Robert Van Winkle. Winkle. I'm all up in you till I just can't get enough. Yeah. Hardcore. He was like a dirt bike racer. Fucking me up with this song in the back, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sneak up on you like a sniper at your back door. Yeah. Round one, round two. Ah, fuck it. Anyways. But so, yeah. yeah. So Good stuff. Um, anyways, that's, I had that on I the mixer still. The, so. <laughs> Leo saw Vanilla Ice last week, and he's like, I want to talk about it. Yeah. No, do, do, please do tell me. I got, inv- I got invited to go, and I just, I just I couldn't go. Hey, me too. Uh, but <laughs> I Leo. Like, I... Fuck you, bro. But, uh, you know, I asked Shanda. I was, I was like, I was like, hey, you want to come to this thing? And she's like, no. It's like, like just, when I, just when I thought she was cool. <laughs> All right, lost cool points. But it was like, oh, the Ice Cube too. It's, it's like here, Planet Casino's Ice Cube. Oh my God, I'm old. Like, oh, but dude. at the same time, they get the best shows. But then you roll the dice, and you're like, is Ice Cube gonna be coming, look, coming out looking like Ice Cube that I know and mm-hmm. love? Or is this going to be something gonna... new? <laughs> well, hey, I, dude. I mean, look, man. That's Snoop, how people Snoop do it. Dog used to be murder was the case he that they gave me. me. Now he's cooking no, yeah. fucking like, like baking with Martha Stewart <laughs> and shit. You know what I mean? Like, damn, he's fucking hawking uh, erection, erectile dysfunction. He's like medicine. the next Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> it took well, me a minute to think of this joke, but you could be like, "Am I getting boys in the hood cube, or am I getting right. are we there yet cube?" cube right. <laughs> you know, and that's. But it, but it really was like. Which uh, which level of energy is really get, putting that together from the cube? Like <laughs> yeah. he does good stuff. So um, come on. So yeah. Oh, yeah. What was that? Other so, thing vanil- so vanilla. So vanilla. You got to tell me how it was. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No Recap. man, it was really awesome, dude. Uh, it was like, Coolio was there. Oh and, dude, uh, me and my friend and, found a, a concert ticket in Mexico from a Coolio concert, and apparently uh, there was like very very shortly after when he was in Penasco. Uh, that he got busted for busted for crack and was just like dude crack at is MC whack. Hammer rock bottom, like he uh, was Coolio. Yeah, so oh, it was uh, weird because we're sitting in the room going, man, Coolio was here. Coolio just did crack in this room, and that was a little bit of a weird image for us to process. Oh, dude, well, you remember he did cooking with Coolio? No, no, I don't remember. There that. was a video where he, he, <laughs> he showed up to some college that's uh, awesome. campus cool and fucking fine. they did like an acoustic cool gangsta's sick. paradise. Oh my god, that's awesome! Yeah, it's on YouTube. Oh, I don't fucking like right. he can laugh at himself a little yeah. bit. That's 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 well, cool. he needed money, so <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. So well, those crack charges. <laughs> our our mutual friend Lizette, Liz- she was Lizette. Oh, good times. Woo-hoo. She uh, <laughs> lizard. He was yeah, lizard. He uh, dude, he fucking was groping her and Nettie. And shit, because they met him. Coolio was a fucking mm. grabber. Air their fucking laundry like, out on this podcast. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Coolio on Coolio on the Kool Aid. Yeah, that's man, a little Cosby-ish. 
This uh, fuse is creeping. We talked about it last week. Coolio, oh. more like me, Tulio. Oh. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. How about Uncoolio? Yeah. Uncoolio, bro. <laughs> Coolio was go. on Sesame Street. Yeah. Remember Coolio was on Sesame Street? He was like, I'm just fucking lost. I'm on a fantastic voyage. Come along. And was like, You wanna be cool? I wanna be cool. I'm not cool, Coolio. And like, he just knocks it out. And. You're sitting there, well, Elmo, and like comes they, on, and they you just did a think recreation of the uh, Dangerous Minds video. <laughs> right, it was a Dangerous Minds with Elmo. Well, was um, that Dangerous Minds? Was that Gangsta's Paradise? Oh, Dangerous, Dangerous Minds was the movie. The movie. Gangsta's uh, Paradise is the song. But you got it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the video. It was like you saw the movie. <laughs> Elmo kicks a chair around and goes, "You want to tell me?" <laughs> you like you saw you saw the movie. Tell me three... how things are going. <laughs> I don't know. You might want to rethink that one, Elmo. If I get Oscar the Grouch is smoking a little cigar in a dark room with a light over him. Hey, listen here, Elmo, you little fucking hummer. Fuck out of my goddamn TV. Hey, uh, M- Morty, Morty, get over here, Morty. I told you, get the fuck out of my room. You only care about yourself. Man, this place is really, really weird, Sips Tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Sesame shit. Street's just not what it used to be. Ebert. Ebert. Stop getting cookies and the eating crumbs in the goddamn bed, you son of a bitch. Oh, it's, like the, it's like the Dave Chappelle, Chappelle sketch the, in the knee-high park. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm really seeing right there. I was like, dude, you got somebody from knee-high park onto Sesame Street. Holy cow. Oh, fuck. So you were telling me about single-use drugs becoming... Uh, uh, yeah, de- defelonized. defelonized in Colorado, Denver specifically, I believe. So, Interesting. So, um, oh, you, but you, okay, so because you, uh, you were explaining to me single-use drug, and I didn't know that was a thing. Like, well, you, you can get a drug for a one time, like an like an aspirin, or no? It's like if you were carrying like. If you were carrying an ounce of cocaine, that's not a single use. But mommy can no. re- bring around her, her whole bottle full of Prozac or Xanax. And it's uh. fine. It's got a prescription on the end, even though it was made by a pharmaceutical drug company. They may or may not need it. The screen's really poor. And this lady just pops one and goes, I'm raging and my life is great. And everybody's going, man, oh, that's Karen, why Karen, calm for, down. Yeah, that's why, that's why, okay. I wonder if that's She's like, got a whole bottle. He's got like one, he's got like one little tiny itty bitty. Whatever he does, make himself crack. happy. Man, this is crazy. This makes so much sense. Rewinding my life right now, all these, <laughs> op, you know, these situations. I'm like, oh, that's probably what it was. Who do you trust, Karen over here with a whole mm. bottle full of Xanax, waiting, waiting to just go, you know, quantitative, quantitatively yeah. evaluating like how much. If how she's high Karen, she's get. Sharon. So right. <laughs> Kick down, or, bitch. Or if we look, or if we look <laughs> over on the other end and we see somebody that's like, well, I've got my little helper for the day. Uh-huh. Stay good, Jiminy Cricket, and they just throw it in their pocket, mm-hmm. uh, and they're going throughout their day. Who do you trust more? The person that's like, I know that this is what I can do, and this is what I can take, and everything will be just fine. Yeah, nothing crazy is going to happen. Or Karen over there with a whole bottle of Psycho Mommy. Well, and, apparently in Colorado they trust both of them now, so well, it's you, defederal. <laughs> well, because of, but there's two different types of users, right? So you can't get a felony for getting caught with like uh, a, a prescribed Xanax that you don't have a prescription for. No, no, you, you can do it's that. A, it's a misdemeanor. But I'm saying that, like yeah. if Karen decides to take all 30 Xanax on the first day, it's a misdemeanor, but it's not a felony. <laughs> right. Okay, so things kind of move like, down the line. Yeah, it's the same There's thing. There's still a misdemeanor. But it's the for, same thing with like you know like cocaine. They're they're kind of being you know it's the, like, they're it's the hard drugs that they have. Uh, Basically, they're like, it's no longer why, a felony. Why would they do this, though, you think? Uh, it's like the atmosphere it's, line. It's honestly like, 
I think Colorado's finally like realizing that you the only reason that like a lot of these things are as illegal as they are is because it helps fill prisons. It mm-hmm. fills a quota. Correct. For okay. that a, that a that a business like when they build a prison, it's a private company, and they sign on a contract with the government they that they will it. they will keep it at this level of fullness at this, all times. And they're just going like five percent of us have to be awful. Let's take them over here, and these four percent. Mm. And, like, and that's so, when we start like, well, obviously they're like fudging the numbers because we look around and you see all you know oh, yeah. the huge opioid epidemic and everyone's fucking dying and shit. Um, but you know, people are still getting prescribed it. I think they're trying to cut back on, on, um, maybe all alternate. I would, I know. would just love to see it. Like I said, from the atmosphere line, the perspective, you know, what the only difference between whether you're a patient or a junkie is who takes your money. Everybody's wow. taking something, mm-hmm. you know, and that everybody's on something, whether it's your coffee in the morning or whether it's a cigarette you sneak after work or whether or not it's, you know, the couple of shots at the bar, whatever, whatever it is that, yeah. that the reasons why people do do that. They want to take away, they want to take away the ability to prosecute people who they thought were taking the scary drugs. And what they're realizing is that the scary, the scary drugs are only scary because we keep taking them away. And then people start, you know, that's when people start cutting and the fentanyl overdoses and, and people with, you know, not pure products. It's like, well, you know, I really don't trust the government, but I trust the government to kind of like show up and be like, are you trying to kill anyone? All right, good. And those checks are, those checks are vital. To go into like your hospitals, make sure they're sanitary, make sure you're not accidentally killing people. You know, food inspectors. Like we're just always like, oh, food inspectors coming in. But at the same time, that food inspector, if they didn't come in, I know the nature of people. They're terrible. They will do terrible things if they're unchecked. And and so you have to look at this as as Colorado looking at it, going, you know what, this is going to happen whether we like it or not. And we can either keep locking up five to ten percent because that seems to be consistent in this demographic of this area or this part of the state. Mm-hmm. We can either keep doing that, feeding that private prison, or we can step away from it and go, you know what? Carrying on too many Xanax is worse than any crackhead you're on meat. Yeah. Uh, yet over here, that, that you're being felonized, and, and, uh, and they decided that, you know what? It's okay for Eric, Karen to act like that and her not to go to jail. Mm-hmm. And, but now they're finally looking at it and going, ah, it's all right for you to act like that, too, and not go to jail, Mr. Junkie friend. Like, what, did, what did Karen do to you? Um. It, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I actually know Karen. Yeah. I, um, I think, yeah. I only know one I'm sure, she's I'm sure cool. I've met. I'm sure I've met some. No, and, actually, I know a couple, I guess. But Yeah, yeah but I'm sure... There's one in my fantasy football league. She's really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's just a really old, popular name that we're about ready to retire. So yeah, we just I need to, like, pick it, a name. It that, well, cause, like, it's like, we, that was a good name. We can well, let that yeah, one go. Karen? Is that kind of like, like Judith? You don't really meet right. a whole lot of Judiths you know, and if in you today's do, day and age. No. They better be a Judith. And, like, you're like, there's not so many of you, and it's okay. I met a Judas. <laughs> That's... <laughs> You know, depending on the circles Don't that you're you in. Don't you blasphemy on this do you think, podcast. Do you think that somebody with the name Judas, like, walks into the wrong part of the world and they're like, your name is Judas? Mm-hmm. High five. <laughs> and, like, smashes. They smash murder him. I think bump. so. You know, and they're Knuckles, like. Knuckles, bitch. I know you don't look like it, I got but good jiggy with this shit. <laughs> if your name represents your principles, morals, and values, then I'm okay with this. Mm-hmm. So that's cool, though. So it's just another step in the direction of everything being legalized because i've heard that argument before too about should they just make all illegal drugs legal because then people wouldn't be breaking the law or i think honestly like if they did the same thing that their states are doing with marijuana where it's legal to buy the ones that are doing it recreationally we're just anybody can walk in as long as you're Mm -hmm. 21 years of age just passed a bill for that i think too yeah 
Uh, uh, Illinois. Yeah. yeah, I think, uh-huh. yeah, I was gonna say, so, I, it wasn't 100%, but it was an I state. Yeah, Michigan's up there too now for that too. Um, it'll kick in next year. Um, cool. But yeah, so these states are doing that, and I'm like, if you're also controlling where what people are getting and like the level of its purity, you're controlling that because it's checked. Right, and then so it's for sale. Getting, like, bunk so stuff people that aren't getting bunk and... stuff, or that they're dying and whatnot, because yeah. they're, they're they're people being checked. So now the drugs that people are doing are cleaner. Um, they, look, they've they're, they've been illegal since so, for, so their house. Since, so, since forever. You guys missed that joke. Northern, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but I'm, <laughs> I said the drugs are cleaner. I said it's so their house. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Probably on your fifty cents. Don't, but don't you dare you know, skip that. <laughs> but if you if you look into it as like just making all of this stuff to where it's regulated and it's you're making more money on taxes because they'll do the same thing yeah. there. And I'm like the only reason, like you said, things are scary is because the people because think about it <laughs> when when there was prohibition. Right. I'm like, who was running the, the – people knew people still wanted to drink alcohol, so who was running it? It was the mafia. It was the mobsters, right. the gangsters that were doing that shit. Oh, a 13-year-old I, will teach you. They will figure out how to break any rule. And, like, and then now you get to this point where now you have cartels. You have you know scary people yeah, running put, that drug get, trade. That's a way to get rid of them, though. And yeah, it is because mm-hmm. the reason that they're profiting is because this is a black market. Oh. And the more that you crack down on that, mm-hmm. all you're doing is raising the profits of the very people you're trying to stamp well. out because now – if you're making it harder for them to get yeah. it in, they'll just raise prices, and people will find a fucking way. Did you see the ultralight that landed? No. Oh, my gosh. This thing was incredible. Like, you have to look it up on the internet. It's this ultralight that landed just out, outside of Nogales, and the Border Patrol seized it. It was half a million dollars in fentanyl and meth. But Ultralight? The, yeah. What is that? So th- this was the thing that was fascinating by the story. I was like, I want that guy in my classroom because this thing was engineered so perfectly, mm-hmm. yet at the same time with, like, tin cans and rubber bands. And what this, was it like a rocket or something? No, it was it was like the it was like the front of like a of a small like non-powered glider, mm-hmm. uh, but it was open almost like a little helicopter. It had like a lawnmower engine attached to it or something in the back. Hmm. Um, it was like suspension like up a with homemade like drone. It was complete, and but it was a manned drone that oh. was homemade. Oh, someone was driving it. He was flying this thing and being like, "Let's go!" Boom! This guy takes off. He's wearing a ski mask and gloves. In the cold night, through the middle of the desert, yes. with wind blowing in his face because this thing's so so small, and he ends up landing. And Border Patrol at first, like they, they apparently, uh, from what I from what I understand from reading about it a little bit more, I uh, was like they didn't realize that it was actual like, hey, here's a half a million dollar drugs, because this thing was just so well crafted and engineered. When it got down to the ground, they were just completely fascinated by how well this thing was built, and was like, dude. I cannot get my child to make a paper airplane right and gifted. But that guy just made that thing and blew it across a border. Holy cow. So you're saying we should funnel drug money into education. That's <laughs> kind of what they're that's kind of what Colorado's doing. That's yeah. kind of what California's that's doing. True, yeah. I mean, but but just the just the sheer ingenuity of that. Like if you can't if you can't look at, you know, coyote versus roadrunner once in a while and go, man, that coyote's got some skills. Holy cow. Hmm. That's pretty impressive. Like Give the guy a compliment. He engineered a, a, an aircraft that got off the ground and almost successfully worked the entire way. That guy, I mean, NASA needs to, like, Operation Paperclip that dude and come on over and be like, hey, <laughs> how are you getting over our wall? Teach our kids aeronautics. Like, that's, I think that, that that's, exa- that's exactly where you got to look at that. But hmm. it's happening every day. And there was no border patrol between California and Arizona when I was crossing through. So the first time in over 10 years, I wasn't stopped. 
Like, like from they're, California here? Yeah. They were just, oh, no, yeah, they no, usually, they, no, both ways. I usually don't closed. stop on the way to California, but uh, did you go down the 8? or the 8. Oh, see, the 8, I think I've only done that once. It's closer I to the border. I usually do 10, but because I usually go to, like, the Bay Area-ish kind of Right. Way, no, way I mean, back. it's closer, closer to the border, but, yeah, there was zero stops. All the stations were closed. Hmm. Okay. It's because they're building that wall. Yeah. Nah. So um, I kind of talked about the PS5 a little bit earlier about the yeah, uh, the I, hadn't, game, yeah. I hadn't read anything about it yeah I mean because well, like, you said you you weren't sure on this like the you know the information that had come out like more recently about how they were talking about um, so yeah let me um, kind of list off a couple of things so it's gonna be backwards compatible with PS4 okay so, smart move for yes. the PS2 oh I don't know uh, probably not so the All PS4 right. plays does PS4 doesn't play PS2 no my PS3 does though no I'm just I'm just trying to like See how long I can wait on uh-huh. a PS2 before I get something else because I've been poor for. The wait, last do you have a PS2? <laughs> uh, yeah. You do? Yeah, what games do you play with for it? Uh, well, okay. when Metal Gear Solid came out, played mm-hmm. that quite a bit. A lot of sports games, a lot of Madden, yeah. um, a lot of baseball. Can you still um, can you still play those games? I'm like, awful. I tried the other day. Oh well, no, not even time. mean like if you're good at it. I just mean like turns on. No, no, when you're playing it, you know, it's yeah. like this is what in the that's 90s. In my, that's maybe, in my tax bracket, man. Like. Oh, fucking uh, Randy. I'm still throwing to Randy Moss. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at the same time, it's like I don't make fun of him. Like, oh, how old's your Corolla? <laughs> no, but like, like the, the graphics are so bad you can't even read the names anymore. Yeah, so, oh, it's awful. So it's like he's practically thrown to it's a handicap. Robert Kraft. I don't know. It's a handicap, though. Like, <laughs> your eyes were adjusting to a, a better picture you can see. It's like we were squinting for the first 10, 15 years of video games. Oh, Jesus to, Christ, you were, yeah. Trying to make a, trying to make a, a box into a blur so it looked better. And <laughs> so, um, so the, uh, the PS5, I don't know if I had talked about this. You didn't. Uh, no, you haven't. Uh, the, the, uh, the 3D audio, it's going to have 3D audio, where I was telling you about how oh, you, cool. could, you could wear headphones that have a 3D audio sound, and sound that's supposed to come from behind you and above literally feels like that's where it's coming from. So it's called 3D audio, and I think you need special headphones for it. Of course you do. Of course yeah. you do. Yeah, and so we can't we can't just give you so, some technology, bro. So, like, yeah. so can have... I throw a million do- million dollar game idea into that one? Yeah, let's do it. Grandma, it's really you, and then you just get to give your grandma hugs. Like, okay, some some repressed uh, kid memories coming out. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, everybody's got them when they grow up. <laughs> it's like. My, oh, I don't know. I don't know if we could sell that. Grandma like jump like, off the top of the stairs and go, "Give me a hug." You just get the to like survival horror just get thing. To take, I like just it. Just get to take a picture of the person. Survival horror. They just make an avatar out of a picture of the person and make it yeah. feel real. And dude, now you're they, in the game with them, and they just respond back to you. Dude, well, have you played uh, Resident Evil Seven? Uh, uh-uh. I haven't played a video game in probably ten years. Oh shit! Not really. Well, Resident Evil Seven is fucking scary. That's a game that you will play and fucking jump. And there are fucking people that will jump from behind you and be like, hey, and you're like, fuck. And you actually, like, jump scare on that game. It's pretty fucking awesome. That's I remember cool. the, when the first one came out, I, there was a couple of moments where I was in... You know, oh, yeah, like, Resident Evil 1. You're like, oh, when, shit! When the dogs fuck. jump through the window, you're like, fuck, because it's all quiet and yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 So there's, you know, there's been games at different times like that, like, you know. It's going gonna, it's gonna like to have, have a solid-state drive uh, on the system, too, as opposed cool. to the normal-style uh, hard, hard drive that they have now. Because uh, solid state, uh, they can access the memory quicker, so it'll be faster, I guess. Hmm. Uh, but I don't know. And then they got like a fucking AMD chip-based blah 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 eight-core shit that I don't know. It does 8K. It's gonna fucking display in 8K, which is the next thing after 4K. Yeah, they've got to they've got to move ahead of it. Mm-hmm. 
that's gonna happen quick. It, you know, and it's crazy because um, like like digital content you can get at the, to the highest you know uh, you know specs you can get you know 4K streaming, but a lot of the uh, broadcast TV that you get is not 4K. Most of it is not 4K. Right. You know, Netflix and YouTube you can do 4K, but like over the air antenna you're probably you're not getting 4K. You know, totally. cable cable provider you're not getting 4K. You know, you might on like you're one or two things, but you're paying for well, it. Well, you paid for the fucking TV, <laughs> so you're paying for it. But yeah, but until the, but until they catch up with that, that's a that's mm-hmm. kind of a problem. But that's but so that's great. But that I feel like the, the new systems are coming out with it, though. You that's know, that's what I'm saying. I feel like they won't catch up. You know what I mean? Like now the no, now I think, we'll be going to 8K, right? And yeah. then and then your cable comes be like, hey guys, we got 4K, and everybody's be like, yeah man, I'm onto that new shit. Where's well, that it's new like, shit? At? It's like why yeah. 100, 128 <laughs> like in MP3. Fucking slow ass motherfucker. Let's you know, step it up. The quality of MP3 at like 128, it was dubbed in at low quality through your first compact computer when you were Don't wiring play it. On and your cheating. fucking Microsoft Zune. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, those were the shit. I always wanted one of those. Yeah, you know, artists love it when the audio quality of their product looks like that at the end. <laughs> the PS5 is not going to be digital only, so it's going to have a disc drive because people were theorizing. I think that it was going to be all digital content, and I'm glad because I like to Dude, have physical media. If I'm going to pay you <coughs> sixty bucks, I yeah. want to be able to hold that shit in my hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, re- yeah. it has resale value, but when you buy it online, I don't do that. I, I, I have very few games that I've that I couldn't just go to the store and buy the disc of because I feel like I feel like eventually that online service is going to go down. I mean, it already yeah. happened with uh, yeah. the Wii, the Wii online service, and the Wii U. You can't, you can't get new content. I don't know how long they're going to keep the servers up for. If you right. delete a game, you can still re-download it. Eventually, you're not going to be able to re-download it. So that Where's five, your ten, fifteen, twenty dollar game that you got that you could have got in disc form, at least. And you know, but that's another topic of game preservation is uh, profession. Yes. Uh, so is this gonna have anything like on, on the <laughs> somebody I don't know I saw like a meme and I don't preservation exactly, I don't exactly I remember <laughs> like how it went uh, but it was talking about the, the PS5 and how it's gonna have like something where like it'll know what you're thinking or like something like that or it's gonna like <laughs> probably so, I don't know if that like you know what I mean I don't the, think the that's PS4 exactly what has, are we living in war games well the PS4 has the camera and the and the microphone on the controller and you can say like PlayStation play this game and it'll automatically do that. Kind of like with an Alexa kind of thing. You can? Yeah, you can do that on the PS4. Get the fuck out of Dodge. Yes, yes. You can say, I think you, you say, okay, PlayStation. It pops up on the screen, and you can talk to the controller, and it just tells you, like, if you say play, and you have that title downloaded. We're just like a robot's in, uh, immobile. Like, who said I had to run around the house like Rosie? It's just got to sit there and do what I tell yeah. it to. PlayStation open. Yeah, I have an Alexa over there. Alexa, what time is it? I'll beat her I, later for not telling me the time. She's just enough. busy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now don't you're not a lawmaker, Jeff. You're no, not going to get away with that. Calm it down a little bit. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay. Dude. So speaking of hillbillies, <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, I seen <laughs> I seen this TV show. It was on for the first time, and it was it's called Guardians of the Glades. Oh, it already sounds like something I right? would not watch. <laughs> and apparently in Florida. Mm-hmm. Oh, like the Everglades. Yeah. 
years ago, mm-hmm. somebody had lost their pet, let it out, whatever, and it was a Burmese python. Oh, God. oh dude, I heard they yeah. have... They don't have any natural predators in that area, so, they so they've now multiplied to like three over 300,000 mm-hmm. of them in, in, in the Everglades. Fuck so that, dude. this dude and his band of merry you know, hillbillies, uh, he's registered. Varmint removal. Uh, as a uh, for as like a snake wrangler, and they only give out like so many of these licenses or whatever. Yeah, but mountain lion so, hunters in Arizona. So this dude is got you know long white hair. Yeah, he's got um just one of those like Fu Manchu mustaches that mm-hmm. go down to like his chest. <laughs> as I as, as, like, describing the person that I he I'm always wears imagining. cut off. He's what t-shirts he thinks Sam Elliott looks and, like. And like jean shorts. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, jean shorts. Yeah. Jorts. And when he uh, is, you know, going on these snake hunts, he uh, doesn't wear any shoes because <laughs> the ground talks to him. Oh, no. The ground, uh, the ground so, talks to the snake, not you, dude. And so he can, you know, because <laughs> when he wears these big rubber boots and he can't he can't sense the snake anymore, he's not picking up on things. So and I did not realize. I thought the word "son" was like either like a British thing, like who you think you're fooling, son, you know, or mm-hmm. like a, you know. I didn't realize it was a hillbilly thing down in Florida, apparently, because mm-hmm. these boys be like, "Ooh, you get it, son." Oh damn, son, that's some crazy ish right there. Like just everything was like, "Woo, boy, son." Do you, do you remember the band The Streets? Uh, I remember the white Struts? rapper, yeah. the re- the, the rapper streets. named The Streets. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that reminds me of him. That's how he talks. Yeah. Does it come to this? Oh, oh. See, but you wonder about those guys in the south because like, um, they're they're doing some awesome work. Like, and, but and like so, this whole episode, I'm like watching it, and like this, they'll like he's like Whatever, the working. first the first step to getting this python is you got to grab its tail, get it really <laughs> pissed off, and just keep pulling it back. And then when it's about to strike you, you got to grab it in this in this one spot on the back of its head because if you grab it this way, it's gonna bite your wrist. If you grab it this way, it's gonna do this. Oh yeah, dude, I fucking love this guy. This is this is how I picture this, like these people fuck these people. No, fuck, no, because this because this dude's British. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was thinking when he said that. Yeah, I'm like, no, these guys is like got real, th- real big southern accents. Damn, son, you got it. Go More like get it. molasses coming out of your mouth. That's, yeah, that's an office yes. reference. But. Oh. See, but <laughs> it just depends on the audience you want to reach, I guess. Too. I mean, they could they could branch out and be like, here, son, hold my Lacroix. <laughs> like, yes. look at how I got rid of these varmints, just like the mice in your little tiny houses. Is that really popular, like, or is do people really not like that shit, Lacroix? I uh, know people. I, people I do. It, it was a big thing. Um, what is it? It's it's, like it's basically water. It's basically like a placebo for booze. Uh, <laughs> is that what it is? It's really what it is. People it's just like think they're drinking booze it's carbonated? or booze or soda or just vice in general. It's like. I'm going to pay this price anyway on something sweet that's going to make me feel great. Or I'm going to pay this money kind of begrudgingly and get this LaCroix and, well, it's in my hand, Kenny, from uh, Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> like, yeah. I get, I, someone gave me one anxiety. the other day. And it's, they're, they're flavored. You know, it's like lemon lime or some yeah. shit. I drank it. I was like, hmm, all right, I guess. Yeah, yeah but... It's refreshing. It's it's kind of like it's kind it's kind of like a hand job. I yeah. mean, it'll do in a pinch, but it's really not what you want. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it will like like I had to drink a soda to wash the taste. Yeah, out of my mouth. but it's it's somebody <laughs> it's somebody being dedicated to a cause no matter the cost uh-huh. because they really want to keep their chip. 
Like mm -hmm. that's that's basically what it is. It's like I don't trust myself to be mommy without beverage, but <laughs> it's like a smoker that needs like a stick in yeah. there, you know. Yeah, it really is. It's the nervous nervous habits. All right, so um, we 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 didn't really get on too much into the topic of uh, one of uh, the next subject I wanted to bring up, but um, it was uh, ending a career from complaining because <laughs> we were talking about like complaining to the manager. We're yeah. like, oh, don't you hate when people complain and like try to ruin someone's life? Well, yeah, because it's like people don't think I don't think they get it. You yeah, know? like complaining, like like, like they they feel like their bitch will just simply like they're gonna get a win and they're gonna get free food, which is usually most of the time why people mm. do it. Well, you, and you, like, know, you know what it is? It's like uh, like so when someone complains, I feel like they need to see like they people have this like concept. I need to see that this person lose their job in order for mm -hmm. me to feel like this company represented, you know, me as a customer in the proper way. Right. But you don't think, wow, I'm this, I'm making this person lose their job, you know, maybe their fucking house, you know, maybe, you know, like it, it's way worse than what probably fucking happened to you, you know? Oh. Well, know. and whatever job they do, Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's days where yeah. it's a bad day. Oh yeah, You're everyone has a shitty fuck, day at work. Man. Yeah. You're just having a, a bad day. Fire in the break room, man. Come you on. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's some shit that goes down at everybody's job. So, only difference is maybe at your job, you don't have to interact with the customer. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I like, envy those people. You don't have to interact with that shit. With so, <laughs> like, when you're having a bad day, nobody really knows about it except for maybe, you know, mm -hmm. Sue in the next cu you know, cubicle over or whatever job that you have. But you, and you know what? Like, even, like, a, like less of a layer than that is, uh, I think, more common is someone wants to just complain to you. Like, they don't need to complain mm -hmm. to the manager. They don't need mm -hmm. anything to be done about it. They just need to fucking complain to you. And it's going to stop at you. But too many I, voices. Nobody's being heard. Uh, yeah, and I think I think after a, like hearing it so much, like you just stop caring. Like at first I was kind of like, oh yeah, tell me your problems, I care. And then when you hear it, you know, a thousand times, you're like, like I'll I'll listen, but I'm not gonna care. Like, think, well, think I like look, and I'm like, you know, you know, these prices are really getting out of hand. Yeah, and nothing like, and I do. always like. I, I mean, I'm always just but like how you do, how you respond to that will determine whether they want to talk to the manager and get you fired. Right, <laughs> that will justify those be, high prices. Because what I really want to say is, is well, you know, when I, when they were asking me at the shareholders meeting, yeah. I was fucking. I thought they were yeah. too high. I'm voted, on your side. I voted against it. I, you know, I tried, but I don't own enough shares in this corporation. I, I tell people I'm a low, the low totem pole peon in here. I'm like, yeah. I'll tell people I'm like, like that's oh, above yeah, my pay grade. I'm sorry. They don't let me make those decisions. But they're, they're discount shoppers, though. It's like they I need this level down here, I'm but like, what I'm really expecting mm -hmm. is up I'm here. Like, hey, that, guys, goes, that goes across the board for everything. I'm like, yeah. hey, if you want a military discount, which is 10%, they don't trust me Correct. to just give that to people. I, I have to go find a manager to approve a 10% discount. So if you think that I'm involved in any way about the taste of your entree, about anything, I'm like, dude, mm -hmm. no. Whatever happened, whatever ever happened to having a product, charging a price, and people being happy with what they got? Like, wh whatever happened to that? And it's Burger King. self Have it your way. Yeah. You can modify. I want to say what I want is a burger, but I don't want the burger. I want the chicken, and then I want you to fry it, and then I want you to put cheese on it. And it's so. So you want a chicken sandwich with no. cheese? Oh, no, I want. No, I want the burger. And like that, that person comes in. You deal with it. You're just like, um. So what you want me to be is a wizard? 
alter yeah. reality. Like I will We're literally be five dollars more if I make those modifications, or you can get a chicken sandwich. Right. I want to talk to your manager. <laughs> I want to talk to your manager. But it's, you know what? Uh, I'll have a Coke. I think it's some. I'm yeah. afraid we only have Pepsi. Uh, Pepsi at this location is that going to be all right? No, it's not all right. Okay, now what do you want to do? Yeah. Well, I want you to go across the street and get me a Coke. Well, okay, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So what do you want me to do? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know when people are, they're like, I don't know, is Canadian money okay? <laughs> oh, God, people say that to you? Oh, oh yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't I think mean, I've ever thought about saying that. Well, I've yeah. never thought about saying it. I've just heard it. Unfortunately. <laughs> Jesus. When I like win more, the lottery, I'll tip you tomorrow. Like, I mean, you hear all yeah, sorts Do you need of anything stuff. else? The, the winning lottery numbers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were talking about uh, complaining though, <laughs> and getting fired. Yeah, no. So like, so but they, what I think is is like, so basically, how I was getting was trying to get around to was just that people when they complain, mm-hmm. they figure like, you know, this guy will get a talking to, and that's it. But they don't. No, really take I think into they account. want a person to get. Fired. I think maybe some people, yeah, but I think most people. Are they the yet, they, yet they seem to be the types of people who are really happy when the jobs come back with lower unemployment. <laughs> have you have you made that correlation? Mm-hmm. The people who are like low unemployment's fantastic, better than ever. America is great, mm-hmm. and then they 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 shift back over and they're like, "But you sir need to get fired and hired by mm-hmm. someone else." But I want to oh, yeah, produce, the jobs, yeah. produce the, the jobs, produce the jobs. I want wants you fired. fired. Wants uh, unemployment lowered. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's uh-huh. good. It's like. It, I think I, I mean, I, Christians against Christ. Let's pick a lane. I, I think ideally everybody should want, you know, unemployment to be down. So in theory, why would you want to get somebody fired? Right. Unless they deliberately did something to just like fuck up That's your. That's literally them service. looking and going. This place would be better if it weren't for you. That's really <laughs> what they're telling you. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you're like, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> well, that's, oh that's funny because I have dysfunctional superpowers. Yeah. I, I, have, I have dysfunctional superpowers in the fact that like, I can figure out how to remedy my situation pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also guaranteed that sociopaths will always rule, rule the world. That's just, that's just going to happen. And it's because of the fact that anxiety is being driven higher and higher and higher because it's rooted in the fact that not doing what you are supposed to be doing gives you that anxiety because you feel like you have to. And so that idea of, I have to be here and listen to you act like this. And that that's, a, that's, a, that's self-demeaning. You can't do that. Mm. And, and at some point in time, you should be able to say... Um, Please stop talking. I don't want to hear this. Correct. <laughs> and, and when is that acceptable and when is that not? And in the service industry, it's never acceptable to yeah. be like, look, okay, You're manager's busy. Right I'm going to handle I'm this listening. one right now. Uh, you know, and that's what it's like being a teacher. It's like, look, my principal doesn't need to handle this one right now. And you are going to understand what you are doing right now. Mm-hmm. Shut, shut up and listen for just a second. Shut mm-hmm. up and color, but shut up and listen. I don't care what you do. Uh, you know, here's the kid's menu. Go for it. All right. Mm-hmm. You are doing everything wrong. And this is why. And I'm here to educate you as a diner so this never happens again because I care too much about my coworkers and my employees and anybody who's insane enough to jump into mm-hmm. that industry. I thought that would people. be a good job to have. Be a guy that comes into a restaurant, sits down at that asshole table, goes, listen, here's what you guys are doing fucking wrong. Right. Okay. Well, that's what they teach you in HRM school is <laughs> mise en place and formal etiquette and how to act and how to behave and when it's acceptable to be in a, you know, in a, in a blues hall and, and how mm-hmm. you act in that place versus how you're going over and, 
and and really doing some important business or giving yeah. a show and, or and, representing something. And the, the concept of I'll never come back here again. Uh, you know what, bitch? Customer loyalty is a thing of the past. You don't want to fucking come here anymore. Somebody you always does. fucking get something fucking off the, the cheap kids menu anyways, bitch. Go to the other place mm-hmm. and pay equal or as much. They're not going to fucking kiss your ass for what? You don't make me fucking money. You're fucking a leech. You're 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 draining me. They're the you couponers. Think, you think you are fucking, you think are, we're going to crumble without your service? No, we're not. You know, we don't need your shit. You're a fucking piece of shit every time you come in. If you don't want to come back, nobody's going to fucking miss you. Someone else will sit there. There's always a fucking line. That means that there will be one less person in line. But you know what? There's still going to fucking be a line. I, th- I think coupons and should I, be completely I, and, illegal unless they're from a third party. <laughs> and I'm telling you, that is how businesses should run. Mm-hmm. But instead, in their brains... They're like, if there's one unsatisfied guest, then they're going to tell five friends, yep. and they're going to tell five friends, and then they're going to tell five friends, and pretty soon we're going to have so much loss of business. Yeah. Well, no. Social media is a bitch now. You're just going to have I agree a with that. fucking. That's changed. You're going to have one less motherfucker in your restaurant. We, we, well, the thing we is, used to not go out as much. We can't jump. You can't jump to that immediately because there's already way too much, you know, customer service, like. I don't know, grip on the service world, especially how many times you fucking hand out a survey. You know, they want those numbers. They want feedback that they're doing good. And all it is is someone fucking clicking their fucking phone, you know. And um, for some reason, businesses place that so high because that puts them higher on the list, whatever this virtual list that they want to show up on the top. So when someone's searching for them, they show up and they're the ones that it gets picked. And it that's what that relies on. So it's also a form of advertising so they really i don't know i guess you could correlate good customer service to to higher profits in that regard but they want to what they're what they're basically they're doing is is they're more or less telling their customers how they have to act to be in this place and how you have to act to be in this place is to fit this demographic to have as much money uh to be able to like this to behave that way to be the camaraderie they think they're going to build community through their customers it's not true build community through your staff all the time yeah i mean who has more direct control over it and so it's that question of when do you start financially abusing or when do you start emotionally abusing even or, you know, by yanking shifts and, and giving them back or calling people on their days off. It's like, I'm not calling my manager when he's on his vacation. It's not going to happen. Hmm. Like, that's just rude. You don't do that. It's etiquette. And these couponers that, that have this mentality of like, our business has to coupon to survive. We have to have a discount. Somebody has to think they're getting a, getting a deal and not yeah. getting a deal for us to make money. Mm-hmm. And that's worked for so long, but we're yeah. going out so much more now and we're spending so much more money because we realize this value, I guess, uh, that we're taking more, we're taking more risks with, with that. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's happening. Mm. And so you don't have to be that company that grabs every dollar that comes up anymore. You can mm. literally be an identity and have people come to you. And if they don't like it, they can leave. Well, that's why uh, all these apps are so popular, you know, right. like Uber and all this stuff. Like you don't have to go to them. They'll come to you. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and that's because yeah. I think more people are concerned about the product than they are about the service. Ninety percent of the time, I heard that Uber drivers now, or was it Lyft, one or the other, uh, they are going to give them a the ability for the drivers to deny low-rated customers. So you know how yeah. like you rate yep. the driver, Airbnb, and driver. Airbnb, Lyft, every. Oh my gosh! So we were in San Diego. Uh, we got back. We got back, and I didn't realize that the doorknob had uh, a lock on one side, but no key mm-hmm. to open it. Oh yeah. That's and my I'm front so, door too. And I'm so used to locking the door and pulling it shut. I locked us out of our Airbnb. We got back at like 1.30 in the morning. 
had to get a power drill and take the doorknob off. Oh shit! Did you buy that guy a new doorknob? <laughs> I fixed it. <laughs> I fixed it, but oh, I felt shit. so bad. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I'm so sorry. That was like I fixed it, but I didn't. No, fix I did. It. Okay. I actually, oh, I actually fixed it. Okay. I just uh, changed my doorknob on my door the other day. Remember how that fucking door would never open? Mm-hmm. Fix that shit. Okay, so, so am I? So am I the asshole? So I fixed. So I fixed the doorknob, but I did not pay for it because I did not see it as damaged. I also woke them up at 1.30 in the morning so that we could get the power drill to do it. Oh, God damn it. Well, I mean, if he, did he say... Oh, so he knew what you were going to do then? Yeah. Yeah, he gave me the power no, drill. You're, but you're, if you didn't say yeah. anything, I think you... As long as you told him, because what is he going to do? Well, I'm going to charge you. What would he fucking charge me for? There's literally no... You wouldn't even know, you know? Correct. And I wouldn't think that... I think he would be the asshole if he, if he didn't accept your... Just you know, apology or like. Just I just I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure what I get, gave back wasn't like you know, the little kindergarten art project. I mean, if it was like, different, mommy, and you're like, the if it was all messed up, fridge, if it if, if it was like a different color doorknob that didn't match all the <laughs> yeah. the brass finish no, of all the, the same, other ones, same same doorknob, no, just then, reinstalled. Yeah, who the fuck cares? Yeah, oh, yeah then fuck that, dude. Yeah. Okay, good. I, I was worried about that. I was worried. I was like, man, I was an asshole. Oop. No, well, I mean, your family might think that you're an asshole because you locked him out at one thirty in the morning, but. <laughs> nah, you guys are all probably too lit to care. Uh, we saw some friends. Oh, you're yeah. Right. We saw some friends. Yeah. All right, cool. Oh, it was a dang, a dang good time, actually. It's been needed. I haven't had a day off in like 65 days before school ended. Worked 62 out of 65 days. And I, it was now, either traveling or driving somewhere. Or, or doing something in town with somebody else. Now, is it true that um, teachers live in their classroom? You could. It'd be cheaper. Yeah. Uh, it's just frowned upon. Yeah. Um, I, I would be there routinely like till sometimes I would routinely either my sleep schedules were all messed up just depending on what we needed to do, but get done at you know four thirty after the kids get on the buses from basketball or whatever they're doing, or Pokemon or whatever it is, and so they're all they're off on their way home. Sometimes I go home and just directly sleep and wake up at two a.m. and start do whatever I need to. Some days I'm you know up until up until eleven eleven thirty. Well, I'll wake up wake up at two do you know split it or whatever. And just do crazy hours. They're going to nine o'clock and waking up at four in the morning or whatever, whatever your schedule might be. There are some teachers who do that and who can. And I'm so envious of that. Like, I, but at the same time, I just can't do that. No, fuck that. I can't do that. But I wake I also, up an hour before I have to be to work. <laughs> Drive but, time included. <laughs> but then you just start getting asked to do so many things that that are that are mandatory to get done, and we don't rethink the systems. And instead, we just blame the work, blame the worker rather than go. Um, why are we behind? And what, what's causing? What's causing it? Like we, we said, we needed this. It's not important. It's not an okay answer for a teacher to give to a district, apparently. And so saying that no, you can't. Like, there's no real complaining. They're in fact they're trying to pass legislation that if you're wearing red for ed T-shirts, that you can have your teacher's license revoked. Like wow. That. They're just completely restricting us into cogs and saying, we have a model and it works and you must be it. Give up your soul and personality. Do not actually connect with kids, but connect with kids. Like the expectation Hmm. that's there, they just keep piling responsibilities on it. If you want to be successful and actually impact kids, because that's why you got the profession, uh, you end up having to work 80 hours a week. They keep changing that though, what the standards are Mm -hmm. and how things need to get taught. And And we have to just have to adapt. Yeah, but I feel like, I don't know. How do they know? I don't yeah I'm like, the studies that they have i mean uh there's there's a couple there's a couple uh couple really sol- really solid ideas in pedagogy but more or less there's this one really i 
I feel like it's experimental like, right now. It really is. And it's kind of like, well, these are the kids that are going to be... Well, it is, it is a lot like psychology in the fact that how are you really proving quantitatively what somebody is thinking? Or yeah, what you won't know until these kids are old enough. And, right. then, and then you'll just see how they are. Maybe that's why we have so many different generations of... Yes. Of how people are right and that i think that that really defines that and it's like yeah. the the model doesn't really fit for the for for the age that we're in we don't even know what to call it yet like somebody post, else post millennial well it's like is it you know post ironic to where that everything is post millennial <laughs> modern to postmodern to modern way to postmodern to <laughs> post millennial i like post millennial it's got some good music good covers oh, shit uh, but but just that but just that idea that we're not going to find out until later, and so it really is a psychology test amongst the kids yeah. too, and we're creating that. But our society is not up at most ironic. Fuck all them kids. Well, well everything I has mean, to be so literal. They have no sense of humor. So if you, <laughs> they don't understand sarcasm. Well, no, but when they start to, Ooh, which the kids? is like yeah. seventh grade, eighth grade, when they start to understand sarcasm, and you're a little bit sarcastic. It kind of makes them think to themselves, this can't be the way that everything really is in here. <laughs> like, there's just a little element was my, of doubt. Was my fifth grade teacher also a smartass? <laughs> right. You start thinking back. And <laughs> I, I know a bunch and of that's my a, teachers. That's a big, but that's a big life lesson for a kid to be like, yeah. oh, how do I fit into this small box versus... Dude. I thought you just took your battery out and passed out in front of your desk, and then the next day it was charged and you plugged yourself back in. <laughs> right. Oh. That's pretty much what it is. It's on the way. Coming but you, soon. But you gotta give you gotta give that kid a sense of hope into thinking that you know what, he's lying to me and he knows it. And I'm gonna call him on it. So then I call him on it and just say something snarky right back to him. And they're like, oh, you receive the message. There are those moments where you connect. With oh, kids. I had a teacher one time push his yeah. glasses up with his middle finger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it just depends on your audience. Depends on who. Yeah, depends like on no, who's just the middle finger yeah. up. Like not and the like, whole hand, and just use the middle. But uh, every finger clenched. But what you gotta know is, a good te- any good teacher knows the one thing that they can do to one kid in the classroom. Yeah. That they will pick up, and nobody else will. Oh yeah. And you pull that card out. That's how out, I do my jokes. Yeah, and you use <laughs> and you use it. You just nail it down, and you're like, well, you know, I guess the bathroom passes pol- policy is changing. <laughs> Boosh, and you slap down the card of like you know that I'm talking about you because you went over and you were messing around with your girlfriend for five minutes while you said you were going to the bathroom. I caught you, but that I didn't catch you. That little horny fuck. And no, and, and you, you sit there and you look at Horned it and you go, up little pricks. I know what you're doing. <laughs> you're using the rules and you are not using them like you're supposed to. You're, you're breaking rules and I'm just not there to see it because you know that I won't let you do that. Damn, dude. And so you're figuring out ways. Are you, are you, so are you just, a fucking policeman, bro? Kind of. Listen to this guy. You have fucking to. telling fucking these kids. Narc like over just, here. Dude, Narky McNarkerson. So, so there's that moment where you make eye contact and you realize that he realizes that nobody else in the room understood it, but you were talking directly at them. Dada, like, I've, I've the had scale. so many of those moments with my teachers in school. <laughs> well, and so you probably had some pretty dude, good teachers. Of, no, dude, I remember there's this one uh, teacher. It was our, our film class. We called it, uh, I think it was Teledramatic Arts, is what it was. And it Teledramatic was just, Arts. It was just just filming but it was ed- yeah i know i know that. <laughs> Tel- teledramatic yep yep there it is um Come and on, so <laughs> yeah i know that's me in this class telling this story anyways uh we did this we did this film right and it was we had to edit in something from an actual movie so the scene that we chose was the scene from um true lies when jamie lee curtis is doing that that dance on arnold schwarzenegger when he's sitting down you know 
And then so we spliced in us looking through a window at the whole thing. And oh, it gosh. Would cut back and forth. And it was fucking, it was brilliant. I mean, it was. Oh, dude, that's fucking perfect. And then my, at one point, my one friend, he gets a boner and he goes, Ugh. And it, like, it wasn't obvious what we did, but he stands up and goes, I gotta go. And he runs off. But like, and then the teacher, the, the teacher, he's dead now, by the way, the teacher, he died. But um, just add that. He <laughs> got like, you know what he did? He, he like, he was that's like, sweet. man, you know, you guys had one of the best projects, you know. Sorry, I had to wipe this tape off before I give it back to you. And the one, and he said that to our group, just to us. And like, like three of the guys were like, "Uh, that's fucking gross." <laughs> like out loud. And you're like, like, "Was that in ridicule yeah, or I, empathy?" I, I don't even. I was just like, uh, "Okay," and, but they were like, "Ugh, gross." <laughs> like, <laughs> and it was. I mean, he didn't say it in front of the class. He said it in front of us, probably just trying to right. be funny. Yeah, uh, maybe he did masturbate to it. I don't know. That's but odd. It's, I would hope not. I mean, it's it's fucking Jamie Lee Curtis, you know. So I mean, yeah, she's mediocre at best. Yeah, and so um. <laughs> Anyways, that was, I don't know if that's, if, if that's right up your alley of what the, you were saying. That's a little more blunt. Uh, yeah. 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 No. But, but you wouldn't make that comment in front of every student. You, right. you would be like, okay, these guys are probably cool enough. I can fucking right. get away no, with No, you've got to totally pick your battles on that one. And yeah. you more or less just have to be there a lot like well, a look, server and just sit there and take a bunch of crap. Yeah, because even as a, as a server, you well, don't know if you, you can also, say this joke to this table. Like, I don't well, you know also have to be humble yeah, enough to step back. There's a couple. You get really... You you gotta be you gotta be humble enough to step back though too and realize that some people are parenting their kids more conservatively than I would or more liberally yeah. than I would. Some people are raising their somebody some some of these adults are in really really extreme situations where I need to feel empathy for the adult as a person and their child is suffering because of what they have to do to make it work. But you know what? Sometimes your better is not yeah, your best. Yeah, we all got shit going on. Like we all do, and so so then it's kind of like that man. I dread calling that mom. Oh man, she's just not gonna. This is just gonna She's add. Drunk to her. again. This is no. Well, not even that. Of like, this is going to completely ruin this person's week, and I might put them into a nervous breakdown. You entrust me with your kids to take care of situations, and so have, learning who all of your parents are is a difficult task, because you're not allowed to interact with them on social media. You're not really. It's like, oh no, oh no, oh no. You gotta hide everything you're doing half the time. It's like students saw me in public. I exist. Like, oh yeah. And that, but you have to deal with their parents, and you have to get to know them. And so the things that they can nail you to the wall for, there are some people who are just really staunchly believe that, you know, uh, any any use any like for example curse curse words First Amendment come on are you are you old enough if my students are listening to this right now then their parents need to be the ones that are going why are you listening to this uh-huh. this is not for you every kid's when, heard fuck and why we and why do we have to tell why do we have to tell the parent you should stop if your child from listening me, to this they've definitely heard the word fuck you know what listen yeah. to what your kids are listening Leo's a big fucker true yeah but listen to what your <laughs> listen to what your kids are listening to guilty or if yeah. they have the authority yeah, no, I, you got, I, you've got to you got to be I that had filter. a situation where so my they, they get you in tr- they get you in trouble or they get you fired because they didn't filter their own kid appropriately because they don't know them well enough mm-hmm. you got to know who your allies are when it comes to your parents and you got to know who just to leave alone and it's a really tough task because people's lives change all the time yeah, well, I had a situation where my daughter would watch YouTube, and then I had to tell her, you know, I took YouTube away completely yeah. for like a month. Tyler Casino, but um, and it wasn't, it wasn't. I didn't even think it was something that bad. It was like a YouTuber said, like was she was watching a Let's Play. He was playing a video game, and he goes, "Oh, I got stabbed," you know. And then she said, "I'll stab you to someone," and it was, just, and it was like on the bus, but it wasn't like a big deal. It was her friend, but it's like someone overheard it, kind of thing. And 
then they're like, she can't say this. She didn't get in trouble or anything, but it was just kind of like, oh, shit, don't say that. And she knows now not to say it. And she's smart enough she's not going to. Right. And if she does, it wouldn't be in any sort of, like, public, you know. She won't even repeat bad words to me. Yeah. She just, but she knows not to say them. And she doesn't. She's very well-spoken. And it's good. And I, this is the first time I've ever had anything like this happen. So it makes me feel like, wow, okay, I'm not going to be that crazy person. Like, no, my kid didn't fucking say that because she's never said it. Because honestly, she probably did fucking say it, you know? Yeah. But I, and and I, I do, also, I'm conscious. I don't want to be that fucking parent that's like, no, 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 my kid would never do that. They're a perfect little fucking angel. No, they're a fucking human being that mm-hmm. is capable of fucking anything they're literally capable of doing. So to say you, like another person, absolutely didn't do something when you know that you can't 100% stake your life on right. that claim. You know, edu- like there's always edu- that bit of deniability. Here's, here's, a, here's one of the biggest issues, I think, in education is the fact that we look at the end result of what should the kid be when they're 18. And the reality is, is that that's going to take some failure and that's going to take some training and it's going to take some mentoring. And we, not, we, need it, we need it at school, but we need it at home even more. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to take on that role that's, pro- that's age appropriate for your child and you have to try to be doing your best, doing be- best to make that work. There are some people that are just flat not in those situations. And so how do you manage that? And how do you handle that? As a teacher? And just as, no, just as a problem. Oh. It's that, you know, there's kids that they get their only meals when they're, when they're at school. Everyone's That's so how proud of their own fucking parenting. Like, you can't, don't ever tell right. me how to parent. Like, that concept of don't tell me. You know what? Maybe, bitch, someone does need to tell you how to parent because your little fucking kid's well, a piece of shit. But I think that you have to, as a teacher, you have to have the tact of being able to tell that person, like, hey, um... Your kid's 13 and just sent dick pics to somebody. Um, and not just one, like multiple. Like you gave him the cell phone and he's... Whose dick were they? And he's doing something that's 13. He's doing something that's very 13 that his frontal lobe hasn't quite processed yet. Yeah. And so how do you how do you punish that? How do you handle that? Uh, how do you, you make it not deal, happen? Did you have to deal with that specifically? I did not have to deal with that but specifically. Did that, did that happen? I did not have to deal okay. with that specifically. Man, that would suck to be have to be the adult in that situation. Multiple times, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Jesus. a lot. Yeah. Like a lot yeah. more like than you'd want to know. You'd probably get good at it after a while, but right off the bat, I'd be like, fuck, what do I do? And do I, I well, think I honestly... You, like, you can't do nothing either. That That's those, the thing. That those things, like, I've never... I've well, never been... five minutes left until bell, so I'm just, I have never been the one directly involved in that process Does it get passed on to it? someone higher than you? Oh, it has to. I, I feel. I was gonna say. I feel like it has to. It has to. That goes above my pay grade. Yeah, because that that's one. Like, the, like that. It's. I mean, but I'm supposed to be the eyes and ears that's looking for that. How do you make? How do you want, want me to want me to be not suspicious to this child? <laughs> Every who I'm other like, fucking class. I know what you're doing. Like, we we have to play. We have to balance that balance that board, and it's very hard to be like, I know what you're doing. I'm gonna let you do some of it. Now I have to be the regulator. Oh no! I hope I don't get fired. Like that's. That's that's your day to day anxiety. That's what the whole zero tolerance bullshit's yeah. starting to fucking. Well, what they were trying kids. to do is, but they were what they were trying to do was make it make it easier for the teachers because it was just like this is above get your rid of the grade. fucking problem. Kid. This is above your hand, and and now but now then you're sitting there going, as a lot of people in education at the top look down is these children are profits. These are dollars. These are fat tax dollars, and mm. we're gonna put this butt in this seat. And you know what? Let's dangerous minds it up and let's go grab a bunch of these kids that nobody wants and let's have, you know, some 80s Misfits movie and throw them all in there and try <laughs> to just turn the breakfast club on steroids mm-hmm. and see what you can do with it. And, and it's, opioids. <laughs> no, and that's the problem, too, is that yes. these kids have so much anxiety that they're dying. Yeah. They are. They're, that's I mean, why they're, they're killing themselves, dude. But, but it's not Literally. Even, but, they are, but I think that we look at it poorly. A kid under the age of 18 doesn't necessarily kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Think about that. They died, yes. They may have been the cause of their death, 
Yes. But what were their parents doing? Why aren't we asking mm. that question? It's like, it goes back to it's like the Kevin yeah. Spacey thing with the 15-year-old kid at the Hollywood party. Oh, where were, where were his parents? You were in yeah. the 80s and you just sent your 15-year-old to go hang out with Kevin Spacey at a party unattended yeah. and that's happening. What steps? I want questions. What steps and what measures did you take to stop that from happening? Well, it's the same deal with the Michael Jackson thing. Yeah. You know, but it's also, I mean, it goes like. And then there's sometimes there's where you're other just factors like. I, that, that, I let, that, that happened in front of me. I got bamboozled. Yeah. There are those moments where you're afraid people for your job because you're like, I, I didn't see this coming. People aren't uh, conditioned oh. how, with how to deal with that in life. Mm-hmm. No. It happens and you're like, fuck, what do I do? It, it happens. So, so you fucking do nothing. That's and it, all and it just I keeps do. happening. happening. That's my job. Like, to that's do all I do. No, not, not oh. to do nothing. <laughs> but, to manage, but, to, but to manage that line. But then also of, teach you're them. You're supposed to observe and report. Observe, yeah. It'll all be my report. Yeah. And we just, we just, <laughs> you're welcome, mom. The report is still um, being built on you right now as they're listening hey, to this That's podcast. what my mom always says. It all yeah, uh, Stephen, we're going to have to talk about these uh, TPS reports. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. But, you know, you just mitigate <laughs> that and manage it. That's the second uh, reference. It is. Uh, office space? Office space that in this episode. <laughs> uh, it's just it's so fluid it happened. Um, look, this is kind of a deep topic, but I had been mm. thinking about it earlier Torque. this week. <laughs> Yeah, it can be. depends on how deep you go. But, uh, no, um, I wanted to kind of get your guys' thoughts on, uh, you know, torture and the death penalty. Mm. Now, Oh, I like, just watched I, that. Uh, was it Ted Bundy? Uh, oh, did you watch those? I haven't the, seen those The one yet. on Netflix. Yeah, um, I haven't seen it yet. With uh, Zac Efron. Was it good? Um, yeah, it was all right. It was, it was different. I, I mean, it wasn't like, like, a, like a crime drama or anything. It was like pretty much at the beginning of the movie. Like, he gets... Is the beginning of when he gets caught, and oh, then wow. it kind of like he's in prison most of the time. But he escaped prison a couple times, I think, once or twice. And uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. But I, they were um, there was a big thing about the death penalty. And when his mom got on the stand and was like, "I think having to put someone else to death is like the worst ungodly thing." And I don't know when you mix religion into like mm-hmm. the death penalty, I it's hard to like use that as a crutch because I feel like that. Yeah, that's why we're in a secular state. Biblical history um, has been a lot of murder, so, yeah. Well, yeah, um, but even taking that, taking the religious aspect out of it, just as another human. Just me? Just you, Like, personally. the death penalty? Like, I think it, the death penalty is like, fine if someone deserves it. Well, okay, I, so, what, so <laughs> what, what, what makes them deserve it? What, what I don't know, level a, of crime? A jury of, the, of their peers need to decide that. But they usually so, don't. It's the judge that decides what they he get. Decide, mm-hmm. He decides the punishment. Right, exactly. Yeah, but if you commit a crime worthy of that punishment, but what is, then but you that, are but, subject to that punishment. But You're that's saying, the question. What is? Is it, is, it only, is it only murder that the death penalty is okay for? I think that's um, why we have judges. They decide. So, so I got, I but, got do you tru- but do you trust those people? Who are now I mean, elected to take your life, like another person's life, in their hands. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of corruption in the justice system. Have I experienced it personally? I mean, maybe a little bit here or there, you know. Um, and uh, is there anything I'm I can do about it? No, they're going to keep doing it, and it's going to keep going in whatever direction it's going in. And I just have to hope that I don't get caught up in it because. Do, am I confident 100% it will be completely fair on whatever judgment I get if I ever have to go through here's, the justice system? No. Here's, here's the fun part about judgment, though. I think about it. It's like it really is the Saddam Hussein going and hanging out with the Mormons in heaven as his personal hell. Hmm. Like, the, what, is the pun, what is the punishment? To some of these guys, death is not the punishment. Man, they got off light because in their mind and in their psychology, they were just like, sweet, it's over. And that's, that's not the worst punishment or embarrassment that they could serve. 
And so when you, you think in those directions, like I got, I got in a bunch of trouble when, uh, not in a bunch of trouble, but I got in some hot water with some peers and colleagues of mine when I was about 18 years old and I wrote a paper for a, for a UC class, a colloquium class, which is basically just kind of like an open discussion, current events a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Low level, get you used to going to a college class and how you can behave and how you can't. So you behave. got in trouble for writing a paper for this um, class? Yeah, because I met, upset some people after 9/11. I was a freshman in college during uh, 9/11. Oh, dude, so was I. And and so I had to figure you out. Got how sent to, home early that day. Yeah, and I had to figure out how to how to uh, tactfully say that the teacher posed a really tough question and says, "Well, how should we how should we follow the aftermath of these events? How do we respond?" My answer was with. Absolute and utter country embarrassment by going and dropping a popcorn bomb on their entire city and shutting down their major airways, their their road their roads, drenching hot butter, and like taking taking out their all of their means of transportation and communication, mm-hmm. and just making it an absolute mockery and a joke because um, going back and retaliating and starting a war, they attacked you in the first place. Why are you doing this? Why are you playing into what they want you to do? And so, what can you really do to punish somebody? that you've played into their hand. And they're like, ha ha, that was the solution all the time. Somebody in that mentality needs to experience remorse a different way. So how do you go about doing that? Well, just like Saddam Hussein hanging out with a bunch of Mormons is torture for him. I was born in a Mormon town. It's not torture for me. Mormons are cool. They're fun. They're nice. They make good food. Yeah. They're usually pretty good at basketball, but they cheat sometimes. I grew up with a bunch of Mormons. And, so yeah. and you go, and you, my dad's, one of my dad's best friends was, one of my high school friends was, who died that year actually within a, yeah. within Hell, a month. Hell, I know a Mormon. Um, I don't know. But, <laughs> but the idea I have a Mormon friend. But the idea that friend. no, you don't. <laughs> but the idea that hanging out with a group a group of people would be your hell. That basically means that either a wait, so what? You so are someone else's hell, or b all of these people are your hell, and how are you hanging out with them? Like, what what is their embarrassment? What would be the worst possible group of people that you could put somebody who does something so nefarious and awful that should be punishable by death? What do you expose them to? What is that? What is their Saddam Hussein like hell? Okay, so so the the paper though, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I got some backlash about that, saying that I wasn't American enough. And oh really? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone was really patriotic at that time. Yes, I they that. were, and uh, I was not bleeding red, white, and blue. Apparently, is from what what they were saying when it was the reality was no. I'm seeing what America should do. You treat somebody who's like a fly on your back, like a fly on your back, and that was my mentality at the time. Was no. This is nothing. This is absolutely nothing. Pick up a history book and watch how it got here. This is nothing. This is a spit in the face. How do you respond? And if you respond back to somebody like that, if you, what your goal is to intimidate, not to annihilate, then you turn back around and go, oh, that's funny. All right, let's go douse your streets in ham. Ha, 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 ha. But that would create a religious war. So how do you attack, hmm. how do you attack somebody by not attacking their religion and their culture? How do you say this was not okay and this was not acceptable? This was the, I am not going to let you fire me from all of this because of that. When do you get to respond back to that customer, uh, which is really what our, our fellow countries and trade partners should be and are? And so how do you respond back to somebody who's completely insulted you on a political level? Mm-hmm. And I think that you absolutely embarrass them in front of every other country. And then that's when the bully needs to come out and be just a little bit demeaning and be like, you are nothing. I think it, you kinda, are nothing it to us. justifies a more extreme response that time around, though. It does. And so that was, you know, I was, I was writing it more satirically than anything. And that's uh-huh. what they didn't understand, hmm. was that I was just saying it from, from the perspective that why does your traditional means of response always have to be what you think they are? You were aggressed on, and therefore you are going to aggress back. That's your natural tendency of fight or flight. So now that you've been aggressed on, are you going to react predictably? 
or are you going to be unpredictable? That's like mixed martial arts. That's the whole goal is I know this guy's going to put me in a leg lock. And that's what he's shooting for. As soon as I'm in a leg lock, he thinks he's good enough that I'm done. How am I going to avoid that? Or how am I going to defeat that? How am I going to get out of that? And I think that we need to look at a lot of those terrorist attacks the same way about how am I defeating this or am I getting out of it? And quite honestly, pull up G7. <laughs> cool. I think that the ability to do that, Love the Bill Hicks that, that that's where we're at with our military. Like we could literally just be like fire ha, 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 and just vaporized people. We're almost at that point with our military technologies that we don't even have to fight those wars. We're just like, you've been muted forever. And we can just wipe out entire lots of people when we want to. And it makes you think as the consumer, as the American, as the citizen, okay, you can do that. And you say these things are huge threats, but you don't. Are we managing it or are we eliminating it? I just need you to tell me which one we're doing mm -hmm. so that I can tell you whether or not I agree with that. So that America could uh, proverbially ejaculate all over another. And that, we well, already kind of do. But we've given there's them. A, there, there, there's an Air Force, American Air Force base in like every fucking country. Well, but that's oh, yeah. why, the, that's you know, why that's there's a lot too, of military. You like, think you're college, not military. You're not with me. Like, you would think college freshmen would be whoa. more used to having a load blown on them. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Depends yes. on which high school they went to. Piecing all these together. That's yeah. true. Um, so what about you, Jeff? Are you like, do you think death penalty is an appropriate response? I mean, yeah, well, I was saying like if, if, it's, uh, if the punishment fits it's the crime. crime. I mean, you know, if someone does something like incredibly horrible and uh, they're just completely like remorseless and found guilty or beyond a shadow of a doubt, whatever. Um, and like, they're like, I'm going to still fucking do this again. And, you know, if you let me out. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't care. Sure, and then, but I mean, like, like you know, I was I was caught with an ounce of weed like five times. And now I'm like, I don't know if they put people for d to death for that, but I'm sure someone somewhere probably has it. Something in, in certain countries, <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, that's kind of like no, like I mean, I don't know. Is that a cultural you know, perspective though? Indifference of of reasoning, but why? Because I mean. Someone who, like, let's say, is like super religious might think, "Oh, well, this person committed the worst crime ever, and if they're put to death, I agree." But if someone who doesn't necessarily have a uh, aligned religious perspective, maybe they don't see that. So, how kangaroo do you, recording them into their religions? Exa how do you say exactly? So that's precisely uh, my point. So, mm -hmm. to leave someone's life, whether or not they're going to live or die, in the hands of the people that you've waited on. Because that's considered a jury of your peers. Right. Do you trust those people to make the right call? Because that's right. what that's what the majority of America is yeah. today. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, like that's that, no, yeah, that, that's a snapshot. Like that, it like, makes me think. Oh no. You know, no. I'm like that's really do what people it gets are down you to. know are people human and and do they make mistakes? Are they you know, I, like, I make mistakes are they, are they every day. Like, yeah, we're, we're rivers going down, and our free will can only wiggle a little left and a little, ri little right, but we're just coming off the top of that mountain into the ocean, and we don't have any determination as to whether it crashes, really. Mm. All we have, to, all we have the, the ability to do is to see how much is this going to hurt when I crash, and that we can, we can, our free will is used to, to pull that back and just slightly alter the curve, mm. uh, but to make sure that it doesn't go too far out there or that you're still in line with, like, Hey, I'm making decisions for survival. Right. Was that like a, a predetermined destiny, or? Um, well, I think that it's a predetermined destiny with with Darwinian challenges. I uh -huh. mean, are you will? How much are you willing to push the limits of what's acceptable to be able to to live it to the trophy to win win and be old, or is that even a trophy? 
some people you know, do you think the 27s club wants their life back or do they want the, do they want 12 year olds wearing their face on a t-shirt forever yeah and because if you ask that 27 year old that's exactly what they wanted because <laughs> they were never listened to and they wanted to be immortalized and they were looking to be those i am a golden god I mean, it's up, to, it's up to people as far as what they want, what their intentions are, is, yeah. and what their levels of embarrassment or shame or success are. No, for sure. Um, and then uh, also on that same topic was, um, it's interesting you brought up that you had mentioned 9-11. Hmm. So, you know, there was a lot of talk during that time about torture. The use of torture mm-hmm. to uh, get information. Right. Um, my first words would have been, if you do not talk to me right now, I will blow up as many people as you just did. And that's kind of how our government responded back because that's the scariest thing you can say to that guy, or so we thought. That's, and so it's reasonable to think that that's why they said that. Something like that had never happened. It was uh, to, to us in that way. Pearl Harbor was in Hawaii, and that wasn't even a state at the time, but somehow we kind of conveniently forget that, that fact that we were occupying somebody else's existing country when we got attacked and we were like, that's it, pin drop, let's go. Like that, you know, that's in a territory. How much have you thought about Guam yesterday? Twice. At least twice. At least twice. <laughs> and, but we occupy those Is places. Is Guam north or south of the equator? I remember having this conversation with someone from Guam and they got it wrong. Oh, that's a good question. I don't remember Me. what the answer is. I, okay, yeah, I, I can't, <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to go back and really look at that globe. But, yeah. that, but that goes to speak to like, what are we... What is really our concern and what's not our concern? Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's when we're punishing that. Like, when is it a concern that it's like, this terminated over? So when, is our, when is it our concern to intervene? But back to like, so yeah. like, I, I remember you're, you're talking about like torture and they were saying uh, like, uh, waterboarding was like, I remember that was like a big deal, yeah. waterboarding. Right. And it was like, no, we don't because that's against the Geneva Convention. Yeah, and so was spanking your child. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we view it the same way. I don't know. They said it's a, it's a very effective form of torture though. See, I yeah, so what if that saved millions That's their of lives. business. They're going to say they're going to tell you that it works. Mm. I my whole what thing is What if it worked it, though and it did save people's lives? I just still don't I still don't agree with it. You don't agree with torture for yeah. information, military torture. They no. capture someone and fucking torture mm. the fuck out of them, say where's, you know, no. remember uh, what about I okay, don't. did you did you see the movie Inglorious Bastards? Yes. Okay, of course you have. So when they when they ambush all those soldiers mm-hmm. and they have them lined up and they go where's, you know, where's the base at and the guy's like no and the guy fucking like hits a guy in the head or no he shot shoots him or something and then the other guy fucking goes oh okay so that's a, a, this reminds, a form of torture i this guess this reminds <laughs> me of a john mulaney sketch yeah. have you heard this one about what's up pussycat yeah that that reminds me of what's up pussycat where they go onto a jukebox and he plays what's up pussycat i think it's like three times in a row um mm-hmm. and and he stops and notices what's going to happen after the third time the first time everybody's like what's up Second time, you know, it kind of is like, is that playing again? Or did the song not end? Maybe it's me. I don't know. And then the third time the song comes on, people start realizing, like, again? Okay. And there's this dad who's just getting irritable. His hands are, like, shaking. And then, you know, and you can tell he's just thinking to himself, I'm at dinner with my family. And if that song plays one more time, I'm going to go eight cents on somebody. And and so just this idea and he you know after after I think it's like the fifth time, he just explodes and goes off and mm-hmm. acts like the asshole, right? And then as it keeps going as it keeps going back on and right, maybe maybe I can't remember, but he uh they, they they shift it up and after seven times they play it's not unusual. Mm-hmm. 
And you, the sigh of relief in the room to go from what's up, <laughs> Pussycat, seven times in a row, to what it's, it's not they, unusual to be loved by. And everybody was just like, hey, Tom Jones. Yeah. And, and then immediately, what's up, Pussycat? Bam, what's up, Pussycat? And he found <laughs> out that 11 times is what it takes to go over and shut off the jukebox. And just like be like, Silence. did he actually do this? Yes, him and his friends. They or they say supposedly. Uh, at least the that's the story. Or, or or for the bit he did. Yeah, or for the yeah. bit. But, okay. I, but I, you know what? Because I because I kind of feel like it, like somebody in that diner would have stabbed or shot him. <laughs> stabbed or <laughs> shot him. They're like, hey, can I put a song on? Like yeah. it's in fucking New York, dude. He would have been shot or stabbed, oh. at least. But but twice. I mean, but that's that's it. It's like when do you get him? That's enough. I can't take mm. it well, anymore. Yeah. Like that's really what torture is. Well, and, 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 um, and, and I have this, and I'm not going to give it to you until I just can't take it anymore. And I'm like, you know what? You take it. It's your information. I'm walking away from this. I know how I'm going to be treated. I don't care. That's but I feel like if you're this. waterboarding me, like whatever the fuck you want me to say for you to stop making me feel like I'm drowning, I'll fucking tell you. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care. What do you want me? To, what, what do you want me to say? I killed Kennedy. Yep. Sure so, did. So you're saying you'd lie though. Fuck yeah, why not? What about in that high-stress situation? Because I want them to fucking stop. What about about this? What if you went over to to go and, you know, you went to the mall, because that's relevant now, and you bought bought a bunch of, you know, 90s 90s rehash clothes, don't care the price, and then you just, like, put them on a a couch and turn them into, like, a 90s sitcom character, and it's like, for the next 10 years, you get to be Slater, and you just sit there and make that person act and behave like a different person is that torture to make somebody who is a is jihadist all the way they're they're looking to to end people's lives and to be like we are going to force you to be ac slater and then watching him like five years later on the couch just hating life like is is that a form of torture probably but the they hate our culture so much the interrogator would tell you that we don't have five years to wait for him to finally Uh, be like fuck okay you know, so I need to cut his finger off and threaten him, you know, yeah. and, and what have you. Well, maybe if Zach naked. Morris came out and stopped time and they just tortured the fuck out of him and then he fucking unstopped it and the guy's like, okay, I'll talk. That's what they thought was happening in the Bush administration. Oh, yeah? That's, that's like pretty much just like, we're going to go in here, we're going to do some stuff, then we're going to walk out of here and we're going to explain it, it's going to be okay. I mean, that's really how they handled the aftermath of that. And we were just supposed to swallow this giant pill of yeah that was all okay how it got handled yeah there's because a, there's then a lot they get of to go over there and, theories out there but then there. they get to go over and hold up alan jackson remember when do you and think be 9-11 like, was an inside job um i i don't know i'm not in the cia but what i do know is the fact that if we have the most advanced intelligence intelligence agency in the world it's probably listening to us right now hi um that they should you just don't care i understand um, but <laughs> we're that's not what we want you to think, right? But but I think that they they have to be able to know know things. But I do think just like everything else, some of the stuff slips through the cracks. They think they've done some things and they haven't done some things, and some things are going to mm. get through. But also, I think that they there had to have either been a somebody down on the job that that's when you walk in and go, you weren't up to par today. That's what happened. And, the, you know, that's when a manager is kind of like, you are not working here anymore because that is going to happen again. I do not have confidence in your maximum ability to handle that situation when it mm-hmm. happens. So, therefore, you are no longer in that position. And, and I think that that's your ultimate question. When does that happen? At what point in time is it I am ending your career? Right. And that's what liberty is, is ending your own career. And that... 
you know, it's kind of, that's almost that mutual risk. Like what would happen if, if managers, if you were like, no, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to make your life horrible. Like should, should an employee be allowed to do that? Should an employee be, be allowed to be like, I terminate myself and have all of that power? No, you just flip the other way. Like, no, be, I write the books. That would be. That I would say be, how it goes. That would be. <laughs> I say abso- how it went. So right. So that would be absolutely awful. So you have to arbitrate out those rules and figure out. You know, when is it okay for the employee to call it quits? When is it okay for the employer? And I think that we have too rigid rules in too many sectors, or too much blanket, too many blanketed rules. Like mm, that sounds like some fucking right wing Republican talk but, right there. But I think that the <laughs> rule. But I think that the rules are too blanket, and they're doing it to try to save money. And it's like then who over? Then how much oversight? So your government gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And now we've got the oversight committee for the oversight committee. Who's watching that? asshole that asshole and we surrounded by assholes I'm surrounded by assholes and and so we we look at it and go how how do we get those people out of this and they have to have some place to be included you know mm-hmm. it's like why isn't there like an RV park full of pedophiles that like that's what it specializes in and it's like here's your Facebook and you hand them just like a big thick booklet kids are daring like, each other to run everybody has everybody has a rap sheet can here. you make it can you advance to you're level welcome. three and make it all the way past these right. guys you're, yeah. you're welcome we're going to keep you away from schools and we're going to keep you away from kids and you know maybe we'll find see some see how many popsicles you can get find some, find some 50 year old that still looks like that still looks like they're eight like we're going to find somebody for you we will match you it's wow. okay like how do you how do you keep them from harming children and that's always the question as a teacher is like, how do you keep them from harming children? And you know mm-hmm. what? If I feel as though what I've ever done to a child has harmed them, um, it better have been so minuscule that it was just like a Bill Lambier push off rather than a Bill Lambier elbow to your eye socket and putting you out for the next six weeks. Like, I don't think I've ever been at that level of like, whoops, totally what about those videos where the teachers fight the kids. Yeah. Like that would never happen. My first day teaching at a school, at a school, it was an alternative charter school. And uh, there was a, uh, my first day of class in a position that I'm not really fully, I wouldn't, not fully qualified for, not fully certified for. I hadn't done all the paperwork to it. I jumped into a classroom. And I'm there supposed to teach all of these kids about math. And we have like zero supplies, zero resources. And the place looked like a prison, kind of acted like a prison. They even had some like, you know, orange going on. But at the same time, it was, is this, is this group of people just doing the best they possibly can? Mm. And this was cheap. Primer was on sale. Like, <laughs> let's hold on to that. And they were really trying, really trying to make How'd a difference. How'd that class go? Um, the first two minutes, kids are walking in the door, and right as they're getting ready to, to sit down, these two kids started kind of going back and forth at it. And I was like, "Are these best friends that are just messing with the new teacher?" Mm-hmm. And they're just, you know, like, "Oh, we're buddy buddy, and we're roughhousing." And you're like, "Yeah, you know, keep your hands to yourself and move away." And at the same time, it's first impressions. I'm nervous, and I'm thinking about what's going on. And then this moment of instinct just goes. And these kids just brawl in the middle of my classroom. Yeah. And they are throwing some of the worst punches you've ever seen, but they meant them. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and they were just like... There was emotional high. intent. Yeah, the emotional intent was definitely there to make the other person bleed a lot. Yeah. Because the technique was And so my there. whole white shirt is covered in blood for, for the entire day. No shit. And I'm teaching classes with a bloody shirt because I didn't anticipate two kids getting into, getting into a you know, a bad Irish boxer match in the middle of my classroom right when I'm starting. Hmm. And, but I broke these, two, broke these two kids up and was in between it enough to where that only like one really solid punch was thrown, hit the nose and splattered on me. And that the rest of them were all just patty cakes. Well, I start my lesson out on linear equations, whether these kids knew it or not, to teach them about the fastest way between two points is a straight line. And then I wrote up on the board equations for force to explain to them that quick acceleration of your punch 
from point A to point B is what's going to really hurt that kid. That's the worst fight I have ever seen. That was absolutely awful. If you're gonna have intent like that, be prepared, do some training. That's just terrible. Kids start cracking up laughing. Hmm. <laughs> More kids paid attention to a linear math equation in the eighth grade that day than I think anywhere else in the state of Arizona. Nice. Because we literally took a trauma that just happened in front of us and I immediately jump in with something that's about nine miles over their head but at the same time, they were gripped by it. Yeah, see, these kids, they're just bottling that shit up nowadays. Yeah, man. and we're and supposed to... And you let that sit, shit out. We're like, well, sorry for the disturbance. We're supposed to go back to the lesson plan. And you go up there. That's that's a forgettable teacher, Yeah. real quick. Um, that person's just going to be like, I ordered a prescription of, so, of social studies teacher, or math teacher, science teacher, English teacher, or PE teacher, whatever. I ordered a subscription, and I got exactly what I paid for. You're going to forget that. It's disposable. There, there have to be those common traumatic experiences sometimes, and like, how, and again, how do you respond? What was I going to do? Get there any faster? No, I didn't mm -hmm. know what was going to happen. What am I going to do? Stop one kid versus the other because the other's been bullied the whole time? I just showed up. I don't know anything to do. So the only thing I do do is realize it, recognize it, jump in, jump in between it, and try to defuse both of them. Because Did you, like kick them out or? Yeah. Yeah. Both. Yeah, of them. and that Principal? was above my pay grade. Yeah. And both kids got expelled from school, yeah. as, you, as you should. And as Arizona State policy, that's what the zero tolerance is. If that's they what get they into say. a fight, they get kicked out of school? Uh, at that level with... Uh, oh, being a charter school because it's... Well, and, and just because the, the kids that ended up in that school, this isn't their first time. Yeah. That wasn't, you know, that wasn't that little, little, John, little Johnny in the corner who we all forgot his name three years ago snaps and goes off. This was a minor scuffle that because these minor scuffles are routine. And handling that, they still got expelled. But I'll tell you what, that kid came back at the end of the year and talked to me uh, about how, you know, how he was like, you know, I'm really sorry about the way I acted in your class. A lot of my friends said it was fun. A lot of my friends said, a lot of my friends said they learned stuff. And that, that I kind of was, I felt like I was missing out. And so if I would have known that you were, th that you were there, I, I might not have done that. And I'm really sorry I did. Um, but I just want to let you know that and get it off my chest. I was like, that is the most compassionate thing I've ever heard from a 16-year-old eighth grader. Ha! <laughs> 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 like, but the I thing is, is that it's, it's not. Like, that's true. It's yeah. just the position the kid was in life. And yeah. it was like, I am a 16-year-old eighth grader who, quite frankly, the reason why I got here hasn't because I've been on good behavior. No. And you know where they're headed. I don't know. Gypsy wedding. They're gonna marry a gypsy. <laughs> well, good exactly for them. <laughs> That's everybody's dream, isn't it? It's my dream. I'm gonna get there one day. <laughs> oh. All right, gentlemen, we've been going for a little over two and a half hours. Dang, episode yeah. AB. That, All right, yeah, well that for reals. I think uh, I think there's a good good point to stop it right there. Talked sure. about some shit. Talked about Stephen. Thank you for fucking being yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, man. dude. Well, you know. Steve, how to, how to end your career. I, I think that it should, I think it should be more like ghosting. I think I got a perfect exit, you know, just being like, I don't acknowledge that you're here and you don't acknowledge that I'm here. Just passing in the dark. That's what they told you? And shifting. No, that's what I felt. <laughs> like, um, like you, you phased through it was, the door. <laughs> it was, you did not want to stick, you did not, you did not want to support me through my priorities and, and or our priorities became incompatible because and life that's situations. that's why you left the uh, My life situations system. changed. Oh, okay. and, I wanted to, and I wanted to leave and go do something different. It was no offense to them because I, I was really happy where I was at and what I was doing. When I, when I was leaving, like, I, I really felt, uh, I really felt as though there weren't, I didn't know, I didn't think everybody really understood that. 
I think that that may have been misinterpreted that like I was leaving out of some sort of spite. I was like, no. You didn't like no. rip your shirt off and say, no. fuck this place. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't, did that once. I didn't hulk out. I didn't JB weld the locks. Like I didn't like put <laughs> farm animals inside of, inside of buildings. I didn't do anything like that. Aww. I, I, you know, I just he put saran wrap over the toilet. Right. He put a bucket of water so when they open the door it falls. Yeah, around. I didn't, I didn't home alone my work, and I think that <laughs> there's a there's a reason you don't do that. And murdered two guys. And it was like, just give me some common respect. I'm trying to finish a job for you because you need a job done, and I can do it. But I need to go on, and I need to do another job now. And well, this needs to be okay with you. Look because at you now, man, I doing podcasts do and shit. So you know, I'm 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 graceful. I'm gracefully and and welcomely and happily unemployed right now. Uh, and, and I know that that gets to be significant because it's not going to be a chronic condition. Like, but God, it feels nice to just be yeah, able yeah. to be yourself and just relax and just, just stop and go, you know, I get to, I get to have a personality too. I get to have thoughts. I get to be judged by all of the rest of you people. Hey, internet, one think I'm us, a horrible person. Hey, internet, think I'm a horrible person. Cause you know what? Cause you know what? You have to step away from all of that and you have to be this flawless, poli- flawless and polished individual. We don't have flawless and polished lives. And so that either means that I'm going to go to school and we're all going to cover this up, you know, whenever I have, whenever I have issues in, in my life that I need to take care of or family issues or, or financial issues or struggles that, that you, we, you are no longer with me. I have to do this all myself. So that means that I have to rise to the level that you think that I should be at when, quite frankly, I come down here and swim in the water. I'm, no, I'm not a monkey. I will not climb as high as you tell me I do. I'm a fish. I'm in the water. Don't tell me to climb that tree. And that's how your teachers feel, too. Not just your students, and so that realization—that realization, I think, is what is leading to that teacher shortage. You're like, we don't know what to do about it. It's like, well, allow your teachers to be human beings, mm. and and have and have some grace. And parents, if you don't want them to listen to something, then listen to it first. And if a kid listen listens to something, and then comes it comes in and I find out about it, and I'm like, this is not something I want my child listening to. How how is that parent going to handle that? I don't think they have the emotional or mental skills to do so most mm. of the time. And, and we, really, we really look at that like we had a, in, in, a, in a school that I know of at some point in time during my career that I may or may not have been involved in. I actually wasn't. But what happens when you have a kid that you find with a condom at school? Well, that's not a violation of the policy book or the handbook. Quite frankly, if anything, you just brought in people. You paid money to have these people tell, talk to them about condom safe sex, you know, valuing yourself, et cetera. Yeah, it and, worked. And abstinence, et cetera. And so now this 13-year-old kid who's already thinking about 13-year-old kid things, goes to the store and buys condoms and brings them to school to show his friends. So what happens when you, do, when you deal with that kid? What do you do? How do you handle that? And so do you, what you should do is you should call that parent and say, hey, your kid came to school with condoms, and he's already gone through the course down here, mm-hmm. and it's not my kid. He's also gone to, through all these condoms. And you need to worry about whether or not you're going to have grandkids really soon, and are yeah. you ready for that? No, this they're not. In no, the because he's the, got first, condoms. the first time that so, kid ever had sex, this is what happened. So... <laughs> and so what, do you, so what do you do how do you handle something that's naturally occurring like that and do you suspend him and reprimand him and keep that from happening or no because then he's not going to use condoms correct anymore. so what do you so what do you do then you buy him more condoms so then you call the, then call the store and blame the store you know that's a possible solution why are you doing yeah. something completely legal that operates your business that nobody has legislated it's, or stopped and you are going to conform to my moral authority like really are you serious Come on, you are not handling this organically enough. I get your values, but your values aren't necessarily your parent, their parents' values. And so, unless maybe if they were a condom, they wouldn't have this kid, and we wouldn't have this conversation. And if you knew that, (laughs) if you knew that implicitly, it's still not your child, even though you're taking care of it, even though they're under your guise. He's like, I don't know, I pulled out. (laughs) 
And so and that means it's not mine. Do you think? Do you think that you really know your parents well enough to be like, ah, they're busy. I got this one. What in the heck are you doing? I'm pretend Karen, and you're acting like the parent who's mm-hmm. who would have done that, but you're saving that them. Um, things like that happen all the time, where yeah. you see teachers and administrators, and even you know, security staff, even janitors. It's scary, like where they step in and they're like, I know the parent, and so I'm going to do exactly what they would have done, even though it's highly inappropriate. And that's because it's not what they would have wanted to do. So, like, the janitor it, answers the phone? Um, no, but I've what, seen... What, he fucking put his mop bucket away or but, something? No, but, like, interact... And when they... Inter- they interact with kids all the time. Yeah. Like, and so when they're interacting... They are with the eyes and ears so, of that so it'd institution. So, like, it'd be like... So, if I'm the janitor mm-hmm. and I know Steve... Custodian, and, dick. Yeah. Truth. <laughs> Or a janitor if you want to be a dick about maintenance, it. Maintenance worker, because like, yeah. they do fix things. Yeah. So I, I'm here, and I know fucking little Timmy's parents. And I know that little Timmy's dad would be like, he would call him a prick and tell him that that shit's not cool. Yeah, and I can't to knock do that. that shit off. I know the parents do that. But because I know his parent, like, I, like you know what I mean? Like, I would feel that it's okay to be like, well, this is what he would want done. Is he would right. want me to tell Smack him he's the a kid little... In the so, head. Yeah. So like, but it's but it's that question. It's like, do you get to be an asshole because that's what the parent would have done? And I say no on that one. I think that you make no, the yeah, parent that's a safe own bet. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna and have you, to go the hard way. People are so happy, dude. That. They just can't wait to get you fired. Right, but but that's the threat that I think we all fear is just this yeah. pressure, these eyes coming down us of disapproval, and it's like we are the approval generation. We want to make everybody happy. Mm. Oh, I got a job. I what hope is that shit it? changes. I but made I it up think. yesterday. I, I think I think uh, it's becoming a lot more faceless now. Yeah. So that's lessened. I mean, you're fucking ordering your food off of a kiosk at a lot of these restaurants. You're fucking using an app so you don't have to even talk to the person. You, they have that the option so, on on Uber where if you don't want the driver to talk right. to you now, you can you can like mute the driver. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's uh it's a real closed off you know existence. But that's what we all want. And that's, well, and that's that question is like, do you have the right to call a local business owner in your community that's providing jobs to not only, you know, people that, that are currently there, but some, one of your students is going to have to work there at some point in time. It's not a bad job. It's something they're doing mm-hmm. what they, they're doing what they're doing. In fact, it's an awesome job. Yeah. So tens. Guys, but, but then that's the question yeah, is like, so do you, where do you, where do you pick, where <laughs> do you pick club? your battles? Where do you, on? Strip club? where do you, where do you pick your, where do you pick your battles? Do you pick them at the corner store? At the corner store, because the guy sold them a condom because mm-hmm. it's what's legal to do. He can't deny nah, service. you fucking anymore. cut that cord. You fucking fly free like what you're doing, dude. Yeah. Now you don't have to deal with that shit anymore. Well, hopefully, but yeah. I just. So you have a kid of your own. You have any kids? No. Yeah, but you know of. Oh uh, yeah, but I also. <laughs> I've been looking for you. Yeah. Um, but no, but just that, but just that question of like. Well, yeah, let me tell you this, because we have a child to walk in right now and introduce themselves as your own. No, just kidding. You guys both looked. Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah. I thought I you're not. I, 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 I thought, making that up as I went along. I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought your lady and the kids no. were back and I'm like, oh, nope. fuck. Here we are uh, talking about horrible shit. I've got so much anxiety I hide from myself. I don't doubt it that she'd hide a kid from me. <laughs> I didn't want him to catch any of that anxiety. <laughs> Sorry, I can't show up to work. My anxiety acting up. Every time. All right, well, let's call it quits there, man. Steven? Yeah. Steven Ses- Sessler? Do you know Adam Sessler? <laughs> no, no. Okay, Sassler. he's a guy that used to do a show called X-Play on G4, mm-hmm. Adam Sessler. Anyways, Steven, thank you for being the guest this week. Leo, what do you got going on this week? Oh, man, uh, going to be out at Corbett Brewery on Wednesday night, mm-hmm. uh, doing some comedy over there, and then... Uh, June the 12th, you can catch me uh, and 24 other talented local comics uh, for a uh, 
It was a selected open mic uh, over at the O on Oracle. Oh. Uh, I just went and saw Doug Stanhope and Andy Andrist and Christine okay. Levine and Joey G there this uh, past weekend. It was a really good show. So. Sweet. Fuck yeah, uh, dude. Yeah, man. So check me out. Catch me outside, though. <laughs> Catch me outside. That's it. All right, guys. Thank you again. And, and we will talk to you next week. Later. Mixtape Ambassadors.